Alright, it is here. This is 100th episode Eve. The calm before the storm. The storm before the storm. The big storm before the, before the really big storm. You don't have anything for that? <laughs> I'm just enjoying your monologue. <laughs> You're just listening today? You're not going to co-host? Oh yeah, I'm going to co-host, but <laughs> I just didn't know where to go from that. This coming weekend... This Saturday. This done snuck up on us. This Saturday, September the 29th, we are going to be at Arcadia Cool Toys and Comics. And we're not going to be alone. We're going to have John, Bl- Big Johnny Blender. We're going to have the Twisted Southern Horror Queen herself, Lynn Gibson. She's going to be there selling her books. The Adrian's Fury Dragster is going to be parked out front. We're going to have cosplay people there. We're going to have live music from Robbie Ross. One thing I think we've confirmed, the bearded villains are going to be there as well, right? You talked yeah. to Perm? Yeah. They, is it just him or is the, the whole crew coming? It's or not what? The, I don't think it's the whole crew, but there's going to be several. There's going to be representation villains. from the bearded villains there as well, which yeah. is really cool because they're, they're – well, you've heard them on here before. They're a charitable organization that represents and does a lot, a lot of really cool stuff for the public and for – disabled like children and just all kinds of benefits and uh they're, they're really cool we wanted them there to just get the word out and hang out with us yeah don't let the name fool you those guys are actually not they're not villains. a cult don't worry they're, they're awesome. not actually villains <laughs> they are bearded though we're gonna be doing uh the live drawings for the deadpool mask and the prize packages and let me let me just tell you because we were putting the prize packages together earlier yeah. Man, those prize packages, uh, that ain't nothing. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Deadpool mask is like, you know, the top tier. But I certainly wouldn't be disappointed in getting either one in the second or third place. Right. They are jam-packed, and we're still putting stuff in them. Uh, each one of them is going to have a, a Kill J pick guitar, uh, a Kill J guitar pick necklace, Kill J stickers, real pop culture stickers, um, each one is going to have two two-part stories donated to us by the good folks at Graphic Audio. Um, that would be a total of 10 audio CDs. Um, and we've talked about Graphic Audio on here before. Yeah. They're, they're really cool. They sent us a bunch of stuff. Um, they're audio books, but they're not just a dude reading a book. It's a full audio drama. Like each character has a, its own voice actor. They have sound effects and music. It's... It's like a movie in your mind. That's their their slogan, and that's the perfect perfect way to put it. Because if you're driving, if you're on the treadmill, if you're on uh, at the factory on a machine or on assembly line or whatever you're doing, you can't be watching the movie. But this is the next best thing. Right. You know, and like for people that you know have long commutes to work, pop it in your CD player. Boom. Yeah. Please don't watch a movie, but by all means. Put these movies right in your mind. Each prize package will get two Railroad Festival magazines. That's like the Railroad Festival brochure, but it's like a, a nice magazine from from uh, last year and the year before. And both of the recent MCs, the magazine that Real, Real Pop Culture's in. Yeah. Our friend Kim Coleman from 1817 Brewing Company. It's the magazine uh, that the good folks at Monroe Journal did. Uh, those were all donated to us by... Uh, Ray Van Dusen, our good friend and cool pop culture alumni, real pop culture alumni. Sorry, there's a curb. 
Uh, we got keychain and uh, dog tag style necklaces from our sponsors, uh, Shadow Stalkers Paranormal. Um, they're going to have comic books in them. One of them has a Stranger Things baseball cap, Star Wars signs, just all kinds of stuff. These prize packages are really cool. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous already. <laughs> and here's the thing. We haven't had a lot of people register for them. We've had a few, but y'all are falling asleep here. Yeah, if you want to register, you better do it now because this is it. You only have a few more days. Imagine this. I don't know what day this will air. I'm going to try to get it out soon. As we record this intro, it's Saturday. Yeah. This is, we're seven days away. And uh, this is going to be a busy week for you and I. Yeah. Because this coming Wednesday, we're yeah. going to the Bancorp South Center to see Godsmack and Shinedown. Yeah, buddy. And hey. I found out, uh, which I was surprised that they're bringing like Godsmack to the Bancorp South Center because... Bancorp South Center is usually like Luke Bryan, Luke Bryan. Yeah, it's you know? all country stuff. Yeah. And uh, the, the the few rock concerts they've had there, I definitely want to support because I want them to, to be successful. Yeah. You know, we saw Alice Cooper there. We saw, I went to see Kiss there. Um, who else cool has been there? I went and saw Poison there. Yeah. <laughs> Poison and Cinderella. And uh, there's like two or three like 80s bands. That was pretty popular. I saw ZZ Top there. Somebody gave me tickets to that. Oh, Breaking Benjamin. I've seen Breaking yeah. Benjamin and Seether. We're all there. I think I've seen Breaking Benjamin there twice. I went to see Three Doors Down there. <clears throat> I'm excited about it, though. Yeah, man. Like, I've seen Godsmack before, but I'm really, really into them because they, they were like that first band to really bridge the gap between, like, mainstream. Because, like, I always listen to heavy metal. Yeah. Like heavy metal that 99 or 90% of the population, at least, well, certainly around here, doesn't listen to. But those people still listen to Godsmack, and so did I. So, like, they were that, they found that weird spot to appeal to casual music fans and metalheads. Yeah. And that's hard to do. There's not many bands that have done that. Like, even Metallica didn't do that up until, like, way late in their career, until the Black Album came out. Up until then, they were, you know, just the metal people listen to Metallica. But now, like, everybody listens to Metallica. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be, like, a, a metal person to like Metallica. And I guess, I guess, you know, in a way, I like that because that a lot of people have said, not to try to compare Kill J to a band like Godsmack, but a lot of people have came up to me and said that, that we remind them a little bit stylistically of Godsmack. And I like that because that's what, you know, we try to, some of our songs are pretty heavy, but then we've got some ballads. You know, our most popular song is a ballad, you know, Rain Down. Yeah. Um, and what what happens is you try to do what, well, like what Godsmack has done and pull fans from both sides. But I think what you wind up doing is, Lit Pig and it started raining. This goes along with what you're talking about about the storm. <laughs> yeah, the calm before the storm. The bottom just fell out here at the Kill J Ranch. But what winds up happening is you basically wind up being too heavy for the mainstream crowd and not heavy enough for the the metal crowd. So it could easily backfire. But they pulled it off. I've always liked Godsmack. Uh, glad to see them again. Looking forward to seeing Shine Down. 
the last time I saw Shinedown live was when their first album had just came out. It was Robbie Ross's uh, bachelor party. We took him to Memphis and we watched Shinedown at the New Daisy. And that oh, place wow. was packed. It was an awesome show. Yeah, and you know, uh, Asking Alexandria is on this one. Asking too. Alexandria is opening, which I don't know a lot about that band other than I know they're really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I dare say Asking Alexandria is going to be the heaviest band that's ever played at the Bancorp South Center. Have you listened to the latest episode of Talk is Jericho yet? He had those guys on there the other day. No, I need to, though, before the show this week. Because, like I said, I'm, I need to familiarize myself because I don't really dislike their music I just kind of I don't know I missed they're they're huge uh, where they're from overseas yeah well, they're they're from England but uh, the guitar player and the singer both live in uh, Phoenix Arizona now oh okay but that that's gonna be really cool like if I think if if they'd have just booked an Asking Alexandria show it wouldn't have happened that uh, Tupelo would have been like, uh-uh. Yeah. Y'all ain't would... bringing that heavy stuff here. Yeah. But because they're like the opening act, and it's not like high up on the marquee or in the publication or whatever, they just kind of slid in under the radar. I like that. Yeah, it works very well. But they're way heavier than Godsmack and definitely Shinedown. I'm really excited about it because, you know, I got my tickets for my birthday from you guys. Right, me and Barry yeah. Pool. Yeah, and, I, you know, I, as soon as I got them, I was like, holy crap. Well, I got tickets for... Okay, Barry bought me Metallica tickets. Yeah. And uh, I think I told the story on here how he bought me that cool like, yeah. the, uh, bottle koozie. Yeah. And I opened it up, and it had Metallica tickets in it. So I bought him an Alabama thermos thing and to kind of like a nod to his surprising me, like his method of delivering the... I put it. I put the Godsmack Shinedown tickets in there. I was like, "Sorry, I don't have Metallica money, but hey, let's yeah. go to this concert." Hey, you know, and, you got, and then yeah, well, then we paid it forward, and I bought a bottle of Jack, and it had the paper bag, and I put your ticket down in the the paper bag, the paper with bag it. with the. So we all, like had a common thread this for this year's birthdays. I'm just really glad that uh, we looked down in the bag because you know how I'm typical to pull the bottle out and then just wad the paper bag up. At least yeah. we didn't do that. I was like, hey, well, read the instructions. <laughs> yeah. I need instructions for Jack. Well, if you'd have thrown it away, I could have just printed another one. Right. And uh, that was a very, very surprising birthday. And, you know, everything I got from you guys was great. I went and made a killing at the comic store on uh, the gift certificate that I got from Kelly. So, shout out to Kelly, too, for that. Man, yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, October is almost here. We haven't finalized and booked everything. We've got a lot of stuff we're still trying to put in stone. So if you have any suggestions, I want people to like really interact with us on this one. Send us your ghost stories. If you have a place you want us to go check out or hang out, that maybe some paranormal stuff going on, we're all about it. Uh, we're running out of places around here that are haunted. And we're, we're probably going to do follow-ups eventually but i don't i don't want to quite do too many follow-ups just yet um yeah you need to leave a little gap in between there yeah but yeah i want i want ghost stories i want you to uh, i mean don't be shy don't be scared you can be anonymous nobody's gonna think you're crazy i mean we are crazy why would we call you crazy when we know we are exactly 
So I guess that's all I have for announcements. We got a big show. This this show is going to be a long one, and that's fine because episode 100 is going to be long too. Yeah. Oh, I do have one more little announcement. Shoot. Shout out to Edge Radio US for reaching 93 countries now. I'm glad so. you said that because uh, the Edge Radio will be broadcasting live. Yep. from Arcadia Cool Toys and Comics this Saturday. And we'll probably us. be doing some podcasting. We're, we're definitely going to be doing po- podcasting, interviews, shout-out, Facebook Lives when we do the drawing. It's going to be really cool, man. This is this is going to be a cool little... I mean, it's fun to go to the comic book store anyway. Yeah. I mean, go up there and get some comic books, look around, check out what all they got. If you've never been there, it's a really, really cool place. I'm so glad there's a comic book store in Amory. I went there today and got my, my weekly pull. Yeah, it's cool to go there anyway. This is just an added bonus, having the drag car there, having Big Johnny Blender, having the Twisted Southern Horror Queen, having the, the cosplay. We're going to have we're gonna have uh, refreshments, going to be cooking burgers and dogs, and we'll have sodas and stuff. It's going to be a, it's gonna be awesome. Live music outside on the, on the sidewalk. It, it's just going to be really freaking cool, man. Uh, don't, you don't need to miss out on this. No. And you've got plenty of time. You'll be like, well, if I can get to No, it's from 1 to 6. You've got five hours. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the cosplay stuff, I enjoy doing that, but I'm really excited about it now because there are several new... Yeah, you're debuting some new stuff. Yeah, new cosplay stuff. So it's not just Batman Beyond anymore at this point. It's beyond that. Yeah. It's Batman Beyond that. (laughs) I see what you did there. All right. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this episode, man. You sure you don't have anything else? I'm it. I mean, I, I'm it. I'm done. Tell them to register for the mask. I told them. Oh, yeah, you need you to definitely them. register for the mask. Um, Maybe they'll e- listen to you. Even if you, you don't win it, it's not like I can't make that mask again. I'd be glad then, to sell you one. Yeah. If you don't I want mean, it for free. <laughs> I mean, sure. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a big, you know, prize pack overall, like first, second, and third place. So, you definitely call in. And uh, register your chance. Try to get a uh, a, a win. Get and that w. number to call is 662-305-9783. I'm going to double check I keep it. meaning to put a post-it I'm note gonna, on gonna, the monitor yeah, I'm gonna fact check so that this. I always know I, I do the right number. I'm going to fact check And remind it. me when we get done here to change it from six to one ring so it'll go straight to, I mean, it goes straight to voicemail, but... I mean, it's it's a voicemail line. Nobody can pick up and say hello. But for some reason, it's doing six rings now instead of one like it was. And I need to redo that message for real pop culture. Have I changed it? I, guess it's, I think it still says kill pop culture. It may. Yes, it is 662-305-9783. There you go. Call that number. Register for the mask. Or register for the drawing because we got the mask, the two prize packages. We're giving them away this Saturday. See you... Uh, We'll see you guys out there. Let's let's get this show going. We got a good, like I said, we, we talk about a lot of cool stuff in this episode. So it's a beefy episode. It is. It's a hoss. <laughs> Makes Anthony mad when I say it like that. It's a hoss. It's a hoss. It's a hoss. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell everyone where they can find real pop culture online in what we call the list. You just made the list. Thank you, Chris Jericho. You can go to www.realpopculture.com. That's our website. You can listen to episodes right there. You can download the Podomatic app, search for Real Pop Culture. You can download and listen to episodes there. 
Our Facebook account is facebook.com slash realpopculturepodcast. Our Twitter is at realpopculture1. We're on Instagram. Search for us there. We're on iTunes, Google Play. You have to go to Google Play Music and then search for Real Pop Culture. We're on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm. All episodes are re-aired on The Edge Radio US Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. You just made the list! You can go to advertisecast.com and find out how you, yes, you, can be a part of Real Pop Culture by way of advertising. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's area code 662-305-9783. You just made the list! And last but not least, you can always email us, popcultureforreal, that's the number four real, at gmail.com. And we're in the red. Whoa. And we're back. I, I swallowed it up quickly. Yeah. Golly. We, I mean, we didn't even do a mic check. No, we didn't. Well, we, I was, we, did it last, we did it last night. <laughs> I don't remember that, though. Yeah, and we've been doing it for the last hour. No, I actually wasn't drunk last night. I didn't. I haven't been, like, I haven't been drinking as much lately. No, you so, wasn't drunk last night. Somebody pat me on the back real quick. I felt pretty good doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait on Bert. <laughs> was uh, Germs not here today? Oh. Uh, which kind of sucks because we're going to be talking about Superman like we have to. And he's our resident Superman man. But never fear, he'll be here for the outro and we'll get him to weigh in. But we got Sean here. Dun, dun, dun. The Council Slayer. Get the Slayer. And uh, we got a big night tonight, man. Hell yeah. We've got Hell in a Cell. And we've got, simultaneously, Giants at the Cowboys. No, Cowboys at Giants. Wait, Either way. Giants Either way. Cowboys. Well, it makes a difference. Well, I know I don't know this because I don't know, but the guy at work is going to the game, so I figure he's going to Dallas. Right? Yeah, I doubt he's going to New yeah. York. Right. So that's not that bad of a drive. We all y'all went there, yeah, not we to a game, but we went, yeah, we went to a dog. but it was Alabama. Alabama we went to a real football game though. <laughs> It's Alabama, Alabama, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, Alabama was playing the Jets and stomping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not big into college ball, but I watched the game last night with y'all and. It was uh, pretty boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it snap, touchdown, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, let's do something else. When you notice all of the games last night, except for one or two of them? LSU game. That's the only one I can think of that the score was not severely lopsided. You know what's funny is, that the, and I didn't know they did this in college ball, but like on the NFL, if a game gets like super one-sided, they'll like just cut to another game. Yeah. Like they'll just quit broadcasting. They did that at the, the well, look, they, they, yeah, they ESPN did does that. That's just an ESPN oh, thing. Okay. It doesn't matter who's playing. They're like, this game sucks. What? Check this one out. <laughs> this one might not be so bad. And you know it was bad when they started focusing more on the popcorn-eating guy than they did the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, well, I said at one point they had their second-string water boy out there. <laughs> <laughs> Although they kept the first-string quarterback in through well, the – for Ole Miss. Well, Ole Miss did. Ole Miss did. Oh, and Barry explained that, but I didn't really understand. It's the, the four-game red shirt rule. Yeah, red, yeah. red shirt rule. Yeah, it used to be if you uh, played in a game, your red shirt was gone. We're hemorrhaging mm-hmm. listeners right now, by the way. I actually got in the love for you. Yeah, yeah they, they just heard Alabama, and they come around. Uh, but then all the people that hate Alabama are probably. Well, that's everybody like anyway. Don't, don't worry, listeners. I'm not affiliated with any there's any, a, uh, there's any franchise in the college circuit. You can like nerd stuff and football. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah. You, yeah. I mean, I do. I mean, yeah. But, so I mean, it's uh, but it's just not. I'm 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 not a typical case though. Tony Starr is an Alabama fan. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Well, cool. 
Yeah, he'll probably call in and weigh in on that. Roll Tide, go for it. <laughs> go for it. You don't like any college teams, do you, Sean? Nebraska. Just Nebraska's. Oh, yeah, I keep thinking that's a Netflix hat. <laughs> It's just from where I'm from. That so, other one that you had, I oh, swear, it looks just like the Netflix logo. It does. I thought, I, man, this dude's hardcore. I was Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, who would, and it just blows my mind because I'm like, who would buy a Netflix hat? I mean, I would now. Now that I've seen it. Yeah, now that Mark yeah. said that, I think I'm going to go find the Netflix hat. Yeah. That's just a big in. Like, the <laughs> merchandising department from Netflix is listening to this going, oh. Ooh. We have to give them royalties. Oh, for yeah. <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> so anyway, back to uh, back to Hell in a Cell. How old were you during the first, like the infamous Mick Foley and Undertaker? And Undertaker, Hell in a Cell. Wasn't that the first one, or was Kane and Undertaker the first no, one? No, it was Mick, it was Mankind and, and Undertaker. What year I was that? They created Hell in a Cell for. Undertaker that. and Kane. No, maybe, it was no, that happening was, before that. No, that was the Shawn match Michaels. with the fire around the ring. What was that yeah, called? Yeah, the ring of... Uh, it wasn't ring of fire. It was a fire match. Whatever. The other hell around the cell. Yeah. Around the... <laughs> that, that was just for... Um, Can you imagine uh, how dangerous that was? It had to have been insane. Like... I bet they wouldn't do that now. No. Because, I mean, they were... And then every once in a while, they... they uh, whatever they were pumping through their propane or whatever it was yeah. they would like jack it up and then they'd go Whoa! and then and then like after they'd go to the ropes on that side and come back they would shoot up that side oh, or wow. whatever so, or when there was a big slam you know like a body slam then it'd fl- flame up all the way around it wonder what what year was that cause like now you would have to have like it was the late you'd 90s. have to go through legislation to even get a permit Drafted yeah. for something like that now. Like we want a we want a literal ring of fire around a wrestling ring. Ninety seven, ninety eight, arena somewhere in there. Thousands of people. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight was during the whole Kane thing, but that Mankind and Undertaker that had to have been ninety seven, ninety eight. I don't think it was ninety nine. I just think it, those two years. So about how old old were you? Like, oh, what was your um, recollection of that when it happened? Of course, this is when I thought it was real. You know. Like, that's the, the funny thing. About I mean, what happened to Mick Foley was pretty real. <laughs> How do you think that? Well, I mean, because um, uh, I had to been 11 or 12. 11 or 12. Yeah. And then also I remember, like, when someone started saying, someone older of the Friends group was like, oh, wrestling's faked and it's rigged and all this stuff. That was more, like, heartbreaking than, like, the, the Santa or any of that crap. <laughs> I remember spoilers. Like uh, I remember, spoilers like, about what wrestling or Santa Claus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being like you know twelve or whatever is like these are real people. Like you think watching it at that age, like Stone Cold's gonna come out and whoop his boss's ass. You know. <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned Santa Claus because and not to get on a, a side chase here, but I was like defending wrestling to somebody, and they're like, "That wrestling, that's fake." I was like, "Well, so is Santa Claus, but you still embrace him every year." Yeah, you right. still put decorations up. Yeah. With, Easter, Old Saint Nick. All that, all that it stuff. ain't got to be real to like it. I just googled it. It was ninety seven. Was ninety seven? Thanks for thought. So wait, I was wait, eleven. The, the Ring of Fire thing or the Hell in a Cell? I was eleven. So, for those of you who don't know, Anthony, the infamous Hell in a Cell match was when, uh, and and most of all this was unscripted. Like they just called it in the ring. They just decided to yeah. do this. They climbed up on the top of the ring and. The Undertaker choke slam of Mick Foley. How many feet? Like thirty. Yeah, it was thirty like something feet yeah, from the whatever. top of the ring onto the announcer table, and it knocked him out temporarily. And it knocked one of his teeth out. And he like, I guess he, 
Or he threw him. He threw him off the thing, and then he choke slammed through it onto the uh, mat. But he, well, yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh, First, he choke slammed him through the table. Through yeah. The, uh, uh, and to hear McFoley tell it, you know, when when you're in the ring doing a match, when somebody says go home, who, who, there's only one person calling the match. Okay. They call the spots, and you you know decide who's going to be the. Of course, it's Undertaker's calling the spots because he's the Undertaker. And when they say go home, that means wrap it up. We did. We gave him a good show. It's time to. Well, Mick Foley was like, when Undertaker says go home, you go home. But like he had already like called it like several <laughs> minutes before that. And Mick Foley's like, he's like, no, we 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 ain't done yet. So he chokes Lambs, and I don't know. His tooth got knocked out, and I don't know if his tooth got knocked out so hard it went up his nose. Or if he like inhaled his tooth and it came out because it was in his nose. Yeah, I don't like know. it looked like a booger, but it was his tooth hanging out of his nose. It was weird. Like there's that one shot. He's like, eh, and the camera's like right in his face. Yeah. There's a tooth in his nose. I've seen pictures and of I was it. Like, oh, and I was watching this like live, and I was like, oh, he just killed this guy. Yeah. I just watched a guy die on TV. Yep. In a wrestling ring, this just happened. <laughs> So they put him on a stretcher, and that was supposed to be it. Yeah. Well, he got off the stretcher and climbed back up the ring, and the Undertaker's like, what the hell is this guy doing? You could see him shaking his head, Taker shaking his He's head. like, this son <laughs> So he choke slams him into the ring, and there's a chair up there, too, because like, they'd been hitting each other with a chair or whatever. He lands on the chair. Yeah, he. <laughs> the ring wasn't supposed to break, was it? I don't was think, it rigged I don't break? know. I don't know. That's that. I'm just saying all this from memory. Like I, I, I didn't like research. I wouldn't think because they were walking on it. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think that? it was a malfunction. It yeah. wasn't rigged. So he chokes him onto the onto the top of the the cell, and the cell collapses, and he, him, and the chair both fell through onto oh, the ring. Yeah. So the chair's like hitting him on the way yeah. down and lands on him. <laughs> and that wasn't it either. He chokes him through tacks after that, didn't he? Or maybe that. Or maybe that was happened. before. The, I think the tax, same match. I think the tax were already down there because that was earlier on. So anyway, that was one of the most historic like events in wrestling history. And McMahon, the cool thing is Mc, about tonight oh. is Mick Foley is guest refereeing in the main event. Did you know that? Ah, uh, I did not. We know haven't been that. watching Raw. We, no. we haven't been watching much either. Um, and McMahon had told both of them at the end of his like, you know, that'll never happen again. <laughs> I doubt he could have been too mad though, because look how much money he made. Oh no! Uh, but that that was a common thing back then. Though. But he really could have been he, killed easily. He, that's that's the other thing, because back then it was like you get two guys that work real well together, and they would just go out there, and even though McMahon would tell them not to do something, if they knew that they could get a pop for it, they they'd go it. ahead and do it, and then take the because they said taking an ass chewing from him is worth it if you know the overall goal, you know. If if they got a huge pop out, unless of it. it bombed, yeah, unless then it you, bombed, then you were like then you fired, were screwed, yeah, <laughs> then you get fired. But they took that risk all the time. I like how he like finds finds them too. He'd be like, uh, well, that time Batista, they weren't supposed to uh, get color, which you know means get bloody in the match anymore. Yeah. They were trying to do the no blood thing, and uh, Randy Orton and Jericho, right, decided mm-hmm. on their own to do no Batista, Batista and Jericho decided on their own to to do that anyway. And he found him like several thousand dollars. Yeah. Made him pay him money like he needed it. <laughs> yeah, you just, you know, watching that Joe Rogan and DDP thing, uh, McMahon just signed like a billion dollar contract with somebody, Comcast or something, oh, for another six years. <laughs> Over a billion dollars. Well, the main event tonight is Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. What's your take on Braun Strowman? Do you like the way they're using him? Do you like the character? 
Would you like to? Do oh that? yeah, that's way. That's he's the man right now. Just like you know, Kevin Nash was the guy back in the day, or any Undertaker was the guy back in the day. Braun is like that, that in that caliber. Yeah, I think he's he's got a like even more so like in the future. Yeah, he's gonna definitely he's, gonna be the guy. But right now, I didn't really go along with the idea of turning him heel because he was getting such a good reaction from the crowd. But I guess if you're gonna go against Roman Reigns, and they're forcing well, Roman Reigns yeah. to be the John Cena of yeah, and you know I I. I don't know why they're doing that. I mean, they're trying to get another rock, and there will never be another rock um, no. guy, like character or whatever. The guy can't talk on the mic. John Cena called him out on that, on that, that was one funny. time, which was amazing. That was hilarious. It's like, kid, if you're going to do this, you got to learn how to talk. It's like, yeah, and you, you know you're supposed to zip your pants up before you come out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's calling out on, like, everything. And it, it just, yeah. It's like, I don't know why they keep pushing that guy. Roman Reigns. Well, like. the problem with WWE is this: the, the Stone Cold was as big as he was because the fans decided he was. Exactly. I mean, when he did the infamous three sixteen promo, and then all the fans like come the next week with homemade shirts and yep. holding signs up that said Austin three sixteen. That was the fans' decision, not Vince McMahon's. Yep. Same with The Rock. When the fans yep. decided they wanted The Rock to be the guy, he became the guy. The problem with John Cena is I've never had a problem with John Cena's wrestling really or definitely him as a person I love him in the movies he's hilarious but the problem the reason people were chanting Cena sucks is because Vince McMahon decided that he's gonna decide yeah. who you like yeah, yeah. you don't get to decide anymore shoved it down everyone's throat. and it's the same with Roman Reigns he's he's a I loved him in the shield like I was totally fine yeah, with him but shield was great don't shove him down my throat let me make the decision on whether or not I think he's Shield great. was like one of the best uh, little group thing since like that to me since like the Attitude Era and they rushed it uh, since uh, the Nexus. Nexus remember the Nexus yeah, yeah, yeah Nexus yeah, uh, they, sure. they rushed that storyline too quick they wanted to break them up real quick into singles and it's like no because like, no, the Shield was great because the two guys could talk and they all like had their own looks and they all had their own role yeah. yeah 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 this guy would be this you know would, would come in and do the high you had the high flyer you had the power guy you had the guy in the middle well, you know, uh, Ambrose and Rollins are together still right now, and they're kind of doing, like, the two-man shield thing. Yeah. And even Roman comes out with them some, but they're trying to keep him the top guy. And I'm like, what are you... Stupid. I, I guess Vince McMahon just doesn't like free will. <laughs> I don't know what they want. I don't know what they want. <laughs> I still think we need to go get a GoFundMe page to uh, raise money to send uh, Sean to wrestling school. Yeah, I think that would be great. Before you get too old like me. Right. Because yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the only one young enough to do it. Yeah, you can do it, man. I mean, you already do it. Unlicensed. Unlicensed. Yeah, but that's only when I'm asleep on the futon and he thinks it's time for me to get up. Or germs drunk. Or germs drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or my lady friends, you know what I'm saying? Boy, you really shouldn't be. You really shouldn't be, really shouldn't be making your tag out. Why are you trying? Why are you trying to pin them? I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get away. He's like, get over here. Yeah. That's really all I had for uh, Hell in a Cell. Other than, uh, I mean, there's a like any pay per view. There's a lot of stuff on there I'm not that interested in, but you know, might be all right. Like the De Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. That's just to promote their shows. Because the but Miz it'll be fun. It'll yeah, sure, it'll be fun. But it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just nope. a publicity thing. The Miz and Mrs. Have you seen any of that show? Uh, Total Divas has broken into three shows now. Oh, God. Two spinoffs. The Bree show. Bree. The, uh, Total Bellas, Total, Total Divas, Bellas. and Miz and Mrs. Miz and Mrs. I saw one episode funny. where he was like, he made something for her. 
and he was like watching her through the, the kitchen window and she's like not eating it and it's like mmm so good and he's like, you know, I can see you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Which show were you talking about there? The, the Miz one. Oh, Miz. The Miz, Miz is Miz funny. Is, it's pretty funny. I think The Miz should get a bigger push. Like, when he Absolutely. was he's when he was a heel and the champion when we went to WrestleMania, man, that dude, like, he he's, really wore the title well. Yeah. Figured, he can talk. He's funny. I figured out that if I did watch wrestling, I don't like the wrestlers y'all like. Who do you, well, you like the old school guys, right? We like them, too. I, I, well, even, like, the now ones. Because I, I like Roman Reigns if I was going to like wrestling. Oh, I, like, yeah. I like Roman Reigns. I'm not saying I don't like Roman Reigns. I'm saying I don't like that Roman Reigns is being forced upon me. Yeah, I don't like how oh, they're I don't using like the way that. they're using Roman Reigns. Well, see, yeah. I, I, to me, it's the fact that they can't force something on me that I don't want anyway. Right. I don't like the, so, the Strowman guy. I don't like him. I don't like Ron him. Strowman. I yeah. just like those big I just don't monsters. like his beard, yeah. mainly. It's just like too out there. I think it's getting too out there. He's dial it back just yeah. a little. His beard's too out there. Shave it up a little bit. Yeah. Don't be a... Don't it looks like a, it smells bad. Don't be... Oh, Don't be man. a weenie. Can you imagine? Quit trimming that mustache. It's like that rapper out. Post Malone or whatever. Yeah. Looks uh, like yeah. It smells like cigarettes and cat pee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's bad because you look at him that's kind he of what does, you think. Uh, and there's people like commenting on him that have interviewed him saying that he stinks. That's how Braun... Look at... I mean, that Braun Strowman guy, I, I bet... I'm sure he does stink. Like, just looking at him. Uh, he probably... I don't, I, I don't I, think are so. you that big and... I don't think so, but uh, that beard. Come on, everything gets. In but yeah, his beard kind of annoys me because I'm afraid something's going to reach out of it. Like Cthulhu's going to come out of it and like drag <laughs> me to the his, underworld. His beard gets choke slammed. <laughs> you know they could do a cool storyline where like where his beard is gets where he gets his power. Like hold him down and shave it off, and he's like real weak. A, they would have, have a baby a, face. I'd do a thing where they eventually shaved his beard off. Wrestling. That would be the point. Like, yeah, Vince McMahon used to do stuff like that. Like, yep. he would take some a real life scenario. Like, hey, I'm gonna cut my hair. Like, oh, let's do a storyline with yeah. you. Have to. I remember, I remember when uh, Vince did. It was Kane and Vader, or Kane and Mankind, and Vader or Mankind. You still could tell what their faces look like with their masks on, and they had these dumb masks. Like, whoever loses. Has to take their mask off, and Kane was the only one with a full mask. And it's like, well, you're not going to take that. Well, yeah, guy's Vader. Mask. And you're going to take his mask. Man, it's just straps. Yeah, they're just straps. <laughs> it's just it just smushes their face, and then, of course, Kane won. Like, oh, surprise! That'd be like if you lose, Clark Kent has to take his glasses off. Yeah, so we know exactly. who he really is. That's exactly. <laughs> Whoa, what? Where's glasses? <laughs> Clark oh, Kent Superman? Clark Kent Spoiler Superman. Spoiler alert. Spoiled that for us, man. I think they spoiled that in 1941. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm a little bit behind oh, on okay. my comics. You need to read the first one ever. <laughs> 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 the first one ever. Sorry to jump ahead. <laughs> like, they literally just released Action Comics 1000 like yeah. two months ago. Eight I got it. Ago. I just hadn't read just it yet. I, I just got to catch up. I don't know if there's any golf people out there, but golf is on the TVs behind us. I didn't turn it to I don't want to get on subject but I was just watching them like people I don't ever watch golf My dad I don't play them. golf well I, we, I play golf but I was watching I like them the driving get, range. get their feet set and it looked like a cat getting ready to take yeah. a dog yeah. <laughs> I was like what are they doing it was, it, what trips me out more than just the people that golf that is the, the people that actually pay to go to those things and they'll just stand around for it. I mean, to them it's like 12, a sport though. 12 hours a day just standing there and they oh everybody be quiet and then after they hit, all right, go, Tiger. Go, golf clap. You golf know, clap. It's just weird to me that people pay to go see it live. Yeah, but it's... And do they move? Like, does the crowd move to each hole? Yeah. There's groups they got a rope. Yeah. You, you each, have some that Like, do. each hole will have a giant group of people. 
and then you can uh, move throughout. Just oh, you or you could follow. You know, like if Tiger's playing. So there's 18 holes. You, there's like 18 different. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. And also, if it's like Tiger playing, whatever, or you're not, gonna, you're gonna to follow play. him. There's people that follow. Oh. People that follow Tiger all the way through, like his yeah. whole day. That's crazy. It's just everything's got a following. I mean, maybe that wouldn't that what's an Olympic sport curling? Yeah, you know, there's a fan base for their yeah, yeah, it's right. Like four people is that where they slide the thing across slide the line? Yeah, <laughs> with broom and they got the broom and they're cleaning right. out in and front of it. It's the only videos, Olympic sport we could do. All those videos <laughs> of those people getting mad about NFL games. There's people who get mad about curling. <laughs> like smashing TVs and stuff. <laughs> I don't think they go that extreme. Know, like, there's gotta be. There's gotta be. Oh yeah, there's gotta be. There's gotta there's be. always. It's like your technique's all wrong. Yeah. Like in Little League curling, literally oh, curling yeah. out there. All that those psycho parents. Psycho parents. When you the, take the. I talked to someone the other day about <laughs> Little League sports, and it's the parents that piss me off. Like, oh yes. Oh lord. Worthless psychos. Crazy. Large one. It's married to one. That's insane. I can say that. She don't listen to this podcast. I remember being... We tell her we talked about her. She I, I remember being in like fifth grade, and we were on the basketball team, and uh, we had a game, and one of our my friend's dad was in the stands in front of everybody. You're in a game, not practice, not whatever. A game. Just chewing him out, calling him all these horrible names, yeah. and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, so that, my kid, dad that kid's the, crying. My dad was the exact opposite. He was like, eh. He was crying. Hey, Pop, I'm starting the day. Eh, cool. <laughs> and, he was a, and he was the coach. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Somebody's got some daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't bother me because I really no, didn't care for sports anyway. Other than wrestling, I loved wrestling. But I got a big announcement to make. It's the end of an era. Dun, dun, dun. I watched Saw. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Does took it, you a year. Does, does it count it if, I didn't, here, I if I didn't see it happen? Oh, we all watched I it. Saw it. I was here. Okay. Yeah. You and I, I were the ones that pushed it. Yeah. Hey, and it wasn't even like, it was totally my idea. I just went yeah, over. Yeah, he just went over and watched we were, it. We were just sitting around chilling, and I went over to the computer. Of course, that computer's connected to this TV. And I sat right there where Sean's at, and I just watched the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty good. It was a good movie. It, it was better than I expected. Do you it to understand be. why we was hounding you so bad? I guess so. Yeah. You guess. It's so. never that I didn't want to watch it. It's just I'd never. It's one of those movies that just I never. I think happened. you thought it was not going to be that great. I think you. I'm look. definitely not a big fan of modern horror movies. I mean, either. but it had. That's why uh, I was trying to push it. Had a little bit of a. It was, it was more of a thriller uh, than a the old yeah, school film. I'm uh, definitely 100 percent certain I probably won't like any of the sequels. No. Uh, then they two, got money. No. Two we was put pretty money good. Into yeah, a I was telling you, you kind of had to watch two to tie all the the. You, you got to tie it in. Tie it in because the first goes, one. Two kind of doesn't two go back to the prequel? <laughs> They're um. They're okay or, for the content. Or tells of, or why he does what he does. Yeah, it, it kind of finishes. Yeah. It's kind of like a you read a comic book that's great, and you know one of the other comic books is going to be great, but there's a couple in the middle that's not. Yeah, that's that you need for that, sure. You need that foundation to get to there. Yeah. Those are the other kind of solves. And I'm bad about, even though I love a good twist, I'm bad about like accidentally working them out and spoiling myself. Did you work it out? Uh, well, no, but... I, through the whole movie, I was like, "Well, what about that guy on the floor? Like, what did it? What, what is he doing there? Like, what's his deal? Are they not even going to reference that? I mean, hello, there's a guy that blew his brains out right in the middle of the floor, and you're not even talking about it. Yeah. So, like, I remember consciously like questioning it, 
but I never thought he was just going to jump up and say, yeah. hey, boogie 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 <laughs> <laughs> He literally like, just gets up and I did out. not see that. I had to pause it. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, well played, sir. Like, whoa. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had to pause it and take a definitely. Yeah, that was like, the biggest twist in the entire. How long was he movie. laying there? Like, how they gave him like six hours to. Yeah, it to, was. It was a long time. Did he? How does he go to the bathroom? I would just laugh. Like he, something would happen. Just like, where he was at. Somebody, something would happen. I would giggle, or I'd have like my butt would itch, or like something. <laughs> There's no way I could no, lay there. Like they that. well, that's where the second one comes into play. His butt, they, his they, butt they, itches they, on the second they, one. They uh, tied it in there, of why. What, what happened? How what how happened. he was able to lay there that long? So you're long you're putting stuff. it out there now. Yeah, you haven't watched Saw Saw Two? What? Oh, really? Yeah, you watched Saw Two. You're not doing this with the whole franchise. What the crap? You didn't watch Saw Two? Well, you yet? stop at Saw Two. <laughs> the only reason I've kept going is because I've seen. I'll be like, I'll keep watching if there's a scene that makes me cringe. Well, I've seen. And in every movie, yeah. it's just oh, like, oh, oh yeah, that's too much for me. Too much for me. I gotta like. So I gotta watch the next one. Yeah. Because they just try to outdo each other. Outdo the, the worst one. Or the gory. The worst. Four. The worst one for me was when that guy threw that girl in that oh. band of needles. Yeah, there are syringes. Oh, that was three. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that was. Rough. I was at the movie theater. I was the like, one where they put, when they had to put their hands up in the thing. Oh yeah, oh, put their wrists in his face. The wrists. Woo! Oh, see, yeah. I don't need to watch it. I'm getting it all right now. Oh, nah, God. yeah. yeah. The one with the the saw blade when he had his like. Had to cut yeah. his <laughs> Oh, God. I'm like, y'all are stupid. Y'all just get on a little neck and let it drip. Y'all ain't got to get it all at once now. <laughs> now, one of the recent ones. <laughs> yeah, because he had to do it to get whatever yeah. the, the deal was. One of the recent ones has a really cool DVD. It's like clear, and the disc is like a saw blade. Yeah. yeah. I think you've got it. I'm sure yeah. you've got all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got all of uh, them. And there's one of them that uh, starts talking about the uh, Spanish Inquisition. And that's where he was, the, the extra DVD. Yep. You're talking about that's where he was getting all these torture devices from. Yep. And it was showing the different yeah. device in correlation. Yeah, because uh, someone was... You get know, a history lesson there with your horror. All, yeah. All those people that are on TV, like, oh, it's all these modern... Da, da, da. It's like, no, no, like most no. of these horror movies, of if they have, like, torture things in it, are from the past. Or, or oh. from the Spanish or, you know, Inquisition. They're just they're back then. That's what makes them scary is that they're based on something They're based real. on yeah. real life stuff. They, yeah. yeah, they just kind of... Like hostile, modernize them a little bit. Hostile was intense too. The first one was good. The second one yeah, was just stupid. stupid. I mean, the first one. Bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a horror movie that you try to watch every Halloween season? Uh, yes. It's usually. Some... I think you said that the other day. Then every day's Halloween for me. So uh, usually we're gonna watch some kind of Halloween. Like Michael Myers or something. We're always going to watch Rob that. Zombie's first Michael Myers. You try to watch that every year? Yeah. Sometime um, around and then uh, um, um, Trick or Treat. Oh, man. Trick or Treat's Trick probably Trick. one. Like the real one, not that one I was going off on. And they Monstein. Or is that Steve? No, Steve Roth. Yeah. Oh, I get them mixed up because they're both. Whatever. The one that had Ozzy and all that crap in it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I not that one. I was, not that one? Not no. that one. Okay. We're talking about the one with Sam Hain, you know, little Sammy. Okay, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I like the one from the 80s. I like that one. Yeah, I didn't I didn't care. Uh, yeah. That didn't piss me off. That I don't time. like the other one. The little the little pumpkin dude. He don't like the one from not what early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. I don't think I saw that one. It's, it's, it's cut it's up like good. a Quentin Tarantino movie. I thought it, it was all a remake. Pulls together. Yeah, yeah it, it is a remake. A, I thought it was a remake of like the old one, like the, from the 80s. 
with Ozzy and Gene Simmons. No, and no, no, no. But there. there's one before that, yeah. though. Yeah, that, there is the 50s one. Fifties or something. 60s, yeah, well, something like that. That's a cool. That's a cool soundtrack off that uh, old Trick or Treat one. Oh, that just has fast, fast way. But you know what's weird, and I, I'm not gonna try to scream Mandela effect. I know you're not into conspiracies, but I have a totally different recollection of that soundtrack because back then soundtracks were like as much a part of the movie as as anything. Yeah. Like that was a huge part of the movie, and if it was a good movie, a good soundtrack, you always went and bought both. You know, he's bought the VHS and the cassette, cassette. of the soundtrack, <laughs> the same trip. But uh, I remember that being a compilation CD with like different contributing artists and when I went and I knew I liked it but when I went back years later I realized it was just fast way doing the whole album it's just album. fast way doing the whole thing that's what I always remember or maybe you mixed up the soundtracks and it's something else that you yeah know. probably because yeah, most probably soundtracks were compilations I probably just do remember it differently versus it was like yeah, it was rare that one artist rare. did the entire soundtrack you had very rare you never saw rare. that you oh Maximum Overdrive yeah, Maximum Overdrive um, but I try to watch that every year too Maximum over. Maybe they need to get back to that to revive soundtracks. They don't do soundtracks more anymore. Last good nah, they, soundtrack they, they, they'll come out. They don't put was, together like a playlist for the, a movie. Well, they, they've been doing that. Um, I can't remember who it was or what movie uh, movie it was, but they used uh, it was a rapper because that's what's in now. But they used this movie to uh, for him to put out like an EP, and it okay. was all his songs or whatever, and it was their way of. I think the last soundtrack I probably bought was probably The Crow. Oh, oh, wow. Good one. I think the last one I bought one. was Jason vs. Freddy. Pit Cemetery. That's the last badass one I remember. Oh, yeah. Because I remember, like, uh, you remember my old house? I had that. Well, I still have it hooked up, but I don't ever use it. But stereo uh, had hooked up to my TV up on the top. Oh, yeah. That, that's a badass little stereo. Yeah, it doesn't it look like it, but it could no. blow them. Yeah. It could, like, knock pictures off the wall. That's yeah. a good topic. Uh, best, best, uh, best soundtrack. For, so, hey, you know how we did our it. our favorite horror movies last year? We mm-hmm. could do our favorite horror movie soundtracks this year. Yeah. Like our top ten. Yeah, but the, I could it, come up with ten. Uh, not for horror movies. For horror movies? Not well, for it's we, we do it around Halloween usually. So we need, we need to do something Halloween-based. Uh, yeah, there's like two Halloween soundtracks. No. That's it. <laughs> Dracula Trick or Treat. Uh, Dragon 2000 is great. Dragon <laughs> 2000. Yeah, Dragon uh, 2000 soundtrack was badass. Because that's one of the few ones where the, the contributing artists uh, used just... The material just for that. Yeah, they didn't put it on. Like, say, here's a song off our CD. No, nope. not now. Straight four. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. I was docking. <laughs> yeah, that would be on my. You list. played that on the show before. Damn yeah, right, yeah. With pride. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Based on, I was not a big docking fan. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb and say that's a safe, safe bet. All I can pull out of the the '80s is the. For some reason, I really love all a bunch of those ridiculous pop bands, like the ones that did a Take on Me. And, oh yeah, and I like something. That was a, that was different pop though. I, I it think, is. I right? think it, I consider pop like synthesized. Duran Duran. That's no, not that. They're no, a band. Duran Duran was a band. They're a band. They got together and just sang crappy music. That's not pop. That's just singing crappy music. Pop is Duran like Duran. synthesized stuff. Yeah. Like. It's fake. It's fake. It's not real. It's, it's music. real fake, not it's wrestling fake. fake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the guy that did the um, actual fake. Um, uh, Land down under. I don't know why, but I, I love that song Damn too. <laughs> In my head it goes. Yeah. For the rest yeah. Of the day. yeah. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> listening is like, screw you. Made it work. Made it work. Yeah. Made it work. Yeah. That dude's like it. I loved all that stuff for whatever reason. I hate pop a, music from any any other era. But he's a great guitar player. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean. 
That's the mind separation between pop. Hair metal and is a no go. <laughs> See, I liked hair metal. Hair metal is no go. I was, at, I was at that age. I was, you know, did the age difference there. Well, there like, was a lot of bands that were going on during the hair metal movement that weren't hair metal. Slayer. Metallica. Metallica. I mean, like, yeah, there's hundreds of them. Like, even and there was even a couple that kind of leaned just because of the trend, but the music yeah. wasn't hair metal. I think I would have been a Twisted Sister fan because they, you know, it was funny. Twisted Sister, bunch of monstrous dudes. There's a lot of. There's a big difference between Twisted Sister and Poison. Speaking yeah. of Twisted Sister, that's another movie I tried Twisted to watch Sister every Halloween. Yes, strange that moment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a big difference. Between oh, Skid Row kind of slid under that rate. Like Skid Row would be. I was just about now. to say Skid Row. Yeah. Like they yeah. they were way ahead of their time. Yep. There's a difference, even though they're like Bon Jovi is is pop rock, but it's like mom rock. It's not really. Yeah. I like Bon Jovi. I loved the yeah. Jersey and Slippery When Wet. But they wasn't gimmicky. They just sang what they sang. That's what they wanted. Yeah. It wasn't a gimmick of what they were trying to do, and you know, wear makeup and stuff. They Def just teased their hair like everybody else. Death Leopard's the same thing. They're in the same category as Bon Jovi. It's just, it's just mom rock. I remember my dad was looking through his CDs and he was like, Def Leppard. the hell was I thinking? I think we ought to take a quick break. Cut the AC back Because it smells like it's hot bit. in here. All right. Yeah. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization. A level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. On you. Let's say and we're back. No, this is not an and we're back segment. It's not? <sighs> Damn it. This is actually your idea, Anthony. I'm confused now. Well, I mean, you didn't lay out any guidelines. I you did not lay any. You just, this is what you said. You said for the 99th episode, we should interview each other about the well, podcast I and come the, up and with the, the origin. The bulk of the idea. I didn't want to do all the other work. Well, at, at one time we <laughs> said, let's interview each other like individually. But I'm really liking the round the bar format here lately. Oh yeah, me too. So let's just do let's. I'm, I want to call this real pop culture year one. Year one is a comic book thing. It's it's basically an origin okay, story. Okay, I'm lost. Oh oh god! <laughs> I mean, even though I'm explaining it in very detail, <laughs> throw your hands up. <laughs> real pop culture year one. This is the origin story. Episode ninety nine was the best time to. Yeah. Go, go back to the beginning mm-hmm. for a minute. It is. Get to swallow that big fuzzy sweater of nostalgia. Get all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> it's not made of wool. It's, it's a sweater. It's a mixed blend. <laughs> it's a poly blend. It's a tri-blend. <laughs> I don't know. Swallow that big fuzzy tri-blend sweater. Uh, Get all fuzzy inside. It explains the candles now. Oh. <laughs> so it's going to be a rip on Mark for 100 episodes. For another hundred? <laughs> another hundred. <laughs> no, yeah. what I wanted to start with maybe is because uh, Sean's here, and Sean's been, like, around. I'm not going to yeah. say he, he's – I mean, he's been on the show a couple times now. But he's kind of, like, still kind of, like, got the outside perspective. Yeah. Like, I wanted to, like – you'd be, like, kind of an outsider, kind of an in and outsider. Your take on, like, how the podcast started and how it's kind of gotten to where it is now. 
like, <clears throat> you know, in the beginning, it was you and Clint. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, was it Clint's idea to do it? Like, did he just come to you and... No, uh, we we both talked about it for okay. three years. Okay. Literally three wow. years. And, like, every time we'd get together, we'd be like, man, we ought to do that podcast. And then finally it happened. And when it finally happened, I remember the night, we had this long argument about who would win in a fight between Iron Man, or excuse me, Tony Stark, or Bruce Wayne. Right. And it went on and on and on, and, and Wax, I thought, wasn't paying attention, and he just stopped and looked at us and said, that right there should have been on your podcast. And I was like, you know what? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. We got the stuff to do it. We've got the stuff for the band, you know, the recording right. the equipment. I was like, meet me over here next week, and we'll do episode zero, was what it came to be called. Wow. Yeah, um, just watching that, and then as uh, people came and gone... It was just like it was elevating each and maturing. Like you were f- figuring out, like, how, even you becoming the, an interviewer. Yeah. You know. It was evolving. Yeah, everything was evolving. And then, like, uh, what we talked about earlier was, like, nothing was forced. And people have rotated in and out naturally to where I think, like, you have, like, a core group. Yeah. Of the right people right now. And, yeah. um and it's just been cool to see like it grow like everything just grow and evolve and keep going and um I don't know it's just been awesome to see because like nobody knew what was going to happen you know what I mean certainly not me (laughs) from the first one to now like no way it could be this would have been this big yeah what's really trippy for me is is like I was always the Killjoy guy now it's like when people make a beeline towards me that hadn't seen me in a while at Walmart or whatever, they're not coming to ask me about Kill J anymore. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, how's the podcast going? I'm like, wow, the podcast surpassed Kill J as far as interest, and I put way less effort into this <laughs> than I Kill J. It's, yeah. it's kind of, I'm almost jealous. I think the growth of the podcast had a lot to do with the, the success. They do beget of, one another. Of, of for sure, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I think the come for the kill J, stay for the podcast. Yeah, right. I think the success <laughs> shocked you. It still does because it blew up rather quick. Rather, I mean, within the couple months. I mean, maybe? we had like within the first ten episodes, you was like interviewing your, your one of your. I think I episode think. four was the guy from was Max Calder. Was, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, he was our first. It was quick. I mean, it, we, there was Ari no. Salvador was in the uh, like six teens. or seven. Yeah. I, I was going to look it up. I forgot. And then, and then Chuck Dixon, the first interview with Chuck Dixon was like nine, nine. So I mean, before ten episodes, you was interviewing, you know, some some top top people. Yep. That you wouldn't expect. And then yeah. Then we started doing cons, and it really oh, yeah, the cons, changed. The cons changed the whole... Changed the whole aspect. Changed the game a yeah, lot. Mm-hmm. Changed the complete game. Because, like, it went from just being like, oh, yeah, this little thing we got here, and then now it's like, oh, it's, this is real. Yeah. Well, and was, one thing we were talking about earlier uh, when we went to Walmart is that, like, because of out of necessity... With with Killjoy, there's things I've had to force to happen. Right. Everything in the podcast has just happened naturally. Yep. Like I wish Killjoy could have unfolded naturally, but like I said, I would need three lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've had to make things happen. Yep. But they're two different animals. Too. Totally. Absolutely. You know. Like there's people that listen to Killjoy that don't give a crap about the podcast and vice versa, and, and I like that yep. because they're not. 
they're not this they're so different completely different and even like the band itself too uh, you know from where it was you know in 2006 to now just the the people involved the music that's been written you know that's evolved just as much as you know this podcast is it's basically a a different band with the same name yeah 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 but it's, it's, still. it's easy to do the podcast though in a way because we hit record we talk we yep. have fun we we publish it with a with an album man that's hard yeah. that's work <laughs> there's tracking and retracking and even though it's a three minute song you got three million minutes in in putting it oh together. yeah yeah right but I think that's like some of our better episodes the ones that I've been involved with some of our better episodes have not had anything to involve with any famous people or any kind of people with notoriety that was just us just goofing off around the bar and those have been very successful episodes yeah well I'm sure there's been musicians that have been very successful with just a bunch of people just getting together jamming out yep. it kind of correlates the same way yep. on that you don't have to put a whole lot to, you, sometimes it's necessary but sometimes it's not yep like uh, just for just a little side trip here the uh, that record label Roadrunner Records yeah. when they did their 25th anniversary and they got a few of got four teams together and they had like captains who were like prolific um, songwriters in their bands and then they picked who they wanted to play with and they were talking about how you know that was the easiest songs and every experiences they've ever had in a band you know because it's like there's no pressure yeah. I think and it, you're not doing this because like I would think from their point of view, they weren't doing it because they were they had pressure or a yeah. timeline or a contract to fulfill. Something to get excited it. about. They it were again. yeah, they were it was something to get excited about. And another thing that's with the podcast, I think that makes it so fun to do is that we don't we don't force anything. Like there was a time when our schedule was for like we were obligated to do a show a week, and I hated that. Not that I hated putting out a show a week. I hated to force anything. Yeah. Because it kind of, it starts to show after a while. And if we skip a week, that's okay. We got close to 100 episodes to fall back on that you can go listen to. They're not going anywhere. Not yet, anyway. Right. (laughs) Nudge, nudge. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon plug. Uh, But if we need to wait a week because we got other stuff going on or because we're we're building up or working on other content, uh, sometimes we go almost... We do like a show a month a time or two. And that's nope. okay too because that show's gonna be a lot better because we didn't just say, Oh hey, we gotta do a show today. Let's get together and let's do it. But what are we doing? I don't know. We just gotta do it. You know? Yeah, that don't that, that don't, don't work. That's kinda like uh, going back to like I don't I don't mind in the band, so I don't know that, but like playing D and D. When you play D and D back when you was playing week to week. You know, week, every weekend is playing D and D, and when you had some, when you finished something up, the next weekend you didn't have anything planned, but you still thought you needed to play D and D, so you forced something together, and you end up with this crappy campaign that didn't flow, and it was just horrible. It's just something you love to do, but it's it sucked because you thought you needed to do it when you didn't really. Know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you uh, because your involvement in the podcast was like hundred percent organic. Yeah. Uh, you. It's also well, you, evolved greatly, too. Yeah, I mean, you've become a regular on the show. You're on virtually every show. Uh, I know your work schedule is different than ours, so you know it doesn't always permit. But we usually have you on at least one segment. Yeah. On uh, for, with it with every show. 
what what did the podcast look like? Like when did you start listening to it? I started listening to it from the beginning. Uh, from episode one. From episode one, just because I really didn't know what a podcast was, and I was you know I still and, don't. And one of my <laughs> and one of my friends was doing it. So I was I listened to it from that point. I think it was you know the railroad festival stuff, and so I was listening. Yeah. Basically, I was just listening to what what bands was going to be there, and uh, it's what I was listening to. But just like Sean said, it just kind of evolved from that. I just kind of heard it and listened to it, and it was interesting from from that point. I, even though I wasn't, I knew the what it was supposed to be about, and I wasn't a comic book guy, but I was still willing to give it to a give it a listen. Yeah, when you first started out, you were kind of shy about being on the microphone, and you wanted to be involved, but you wanted to be like a behind-the-scenes guy. Yeah, and we I had just, to kind of drag I you just, kicking and yeah. screaming. But now you're pretty comfortable with it, uh, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's I'd gotten better, and it is it is it is weird hearing yourself recorded yes, for the first just, time. Try singing. Yeah, <laughs> get used to hearing that guy. Uh, Who is that? Doesn't yeah. sound anything like me. Uh, I just keep turning the radio up when I sing. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think the Clint texted me and said, "Hey, he had an interview with uh, Salvatore." And, That's uh, right. That was your first. That was my first thing, and I was so nervous because I've never spoken recorded before. And, and was, you're talking uh, one of your lips. I've been reading this guy forever. It was already Salvatore, and that so that was you could you, if you listen to the episode, you can tell the nerves. Even Clint, he you could, he's been reading longer than me. Yeah, you, I, you I could, had to jump in. Uh, a you couple could times tell the Clint, Clint was getting a little nervous. Uh, because this guy's he's like this is a New York Times bestseller since the eighties. Or late eighties, but eighties. And yeah. we hadn't even been on a podcast. We hadn't even been a, a podcast month, for like yet. like eight episodes. Maybe. That was it. So six was like episode six, six or seven. I think. Maybe so seven. Uh, it was it was it was pretty uh, awesome. But uh, after that I thought I kinda got the bug then. That's this is pretty neat. But I still was more in the ideas part of it. And yeah. then uh I think when the um, the paranormal the paranormal stuff is when I got yeah more involved in it, and eventually I don't know I just kind of yeah I just said hey just sit down and eventually you know I'm just part of it. I even though it was part of the last ten episodes, I still have gotten is is getting weird with me talking when I say like hey my buddy's podcast I'm going to be on my buddy's podcast and now I'm like it's our podcast. It's, it's our podcast it's now, our and podcast. It's, yeah so it's different and uh, it's probably been that way since Horicon probably that's what I was thinking Horicon it's probably was really since your Horicon. first Horicon was a big deal for us as far as getting over with not just I think uh, well a lot of things have contributed to us branching out. Uh, as, and, and again, I'm making comparisons to the band because that's the only other thing that I have where I create a thing. Uh, but it's hard to compare the two because they're so different. But breaking out of the North Mississippi area as a band is so, so impossible to do. But with the podcast, it happened pretty quick. And one of the big elements, i got to give a shout-out to Rock Rage Radio for getting us in like 80-something countries. Uh, the, the cons, that was a big one. When... They're like, okay, you may be, we may be sitting in North Mississippi as we record this, but you can listen to this in Japan, anywhere. You, you can listen to this in Hawaii or Montana or. With that and everybody. You could that, be in a submarine in the ocean right now listening to this. I think. Everybody that we interviewed and tagged them, all of their people would go back and listen to it. Aliens and, listen to this. They're like, how do they know? 
How does Mark know we built the pyramids? Yeah, they they what would listen to it if they existed. But, uh, <laughs> uh, That's all they have to do is exist, <laughs> exist. to become listeners. And then they would be a listener. Uh, they still wouldn't build a pyramid, though. They'd probably build some kind of hexagon, not a pyramid. Yeah, it'd be a, a polygon of some sort. <laughs> yeah. They already uh, did. Washington. Yeah, probably. That's a, that's a <laughs> Pentagon. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's Where's the, the conspiracy That's build? the Illuminati. <laughs> get your things right. Um, and yeah, we don't speak of them on this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We don't want to get... Because we do not want them We don't want to get smited. And, uh, being happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already said the word, uh, so they already... Oh, that, yeah, the, the alarm is going off. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, what, I, what I was going to ask about, we, had, we know how the podcast, we've heard the story of the podcast, but we have, and, and we've actually heard some of the, the comic book story, which I'm not interested in because it's comic books. When did you know you was going to be part of the world of sci-fi, D&D? That's my element, is, is, which is in the same world because you've know, you got to go to comic books sort of buy D&D stuff. When did you realize you was part of that kind of subculture? With the podcast or just in my life? In your life. Oh, because that's Lord. Well, that's part of the podcast. That's had, part of the fledgling years of sure, the podcast. Yeah, you really going year one on us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go, we'll do it. I remember hearing about D&D, but a lot of that stuff, because the way I was raised, was like forbidden. Mm. Like... I could not just sit in my living room and roll up a character. My parents would have thought I was literally summoning a demon. But I did watch the uh, Dungeons & Dragons cartoon on Saturday Oh, yeah. I remember, oh, that. Yeah. I remember that. You remember the, the oh, Dungeon yeah. Master the, the guy? Dungeon Master, yes. I don't remember that much about the cartoon, but I, I, I have a distinct recollection of watching it and going, man, I bet this is a cool game. And then later on, which I was still a kid, you know, I hooked up with some friends, and I, I really hit my stride with D&D when I met Clint. You know, Clint okay. really immersed me into the D and D world. Would you say he had a group of friends yeah. that that played D and D, and I came over and started playing with them. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the best thing ever!" Yeah. And it was so simple. Like, they had one uh, rule book that we all mm-hmm. shared, Josh, yeah. or whoever was DM, DMing, and we had uh, a dice that we shared because you couldn't just go to the comic book store down the road because no, there wasn't. There wasn't one. I don't even think there was one in Memphis at the time. <laughs> like even the big cities. Didn't. Yeah. So we had a. The die that was probably from a, a red box that we all shared, and we had a notebook, paper, and pencils, and our imagination, and that was it. And we played hours. Earth. Like yeah. that's back when you could stay up. You know, when you're a kid. Oh yeah. Sleep. Well, well, you know, that's it, it just was a, not necessary. That's just something you do when you're bored. There, uh, there was only three channels, so there wasn't no TV. Right. And it, was I, like I would, <laughs> if there was a window in the corner, you would see this bright ball pop up and go down several times. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I got I got I got introduced to the D and D at a pretty pretty young age. I actually got into comic books way later. So did you think uh, the D and D that world had anything to do with the comic you getting into the comic books? Um, well, I guess sci-fi D and D came first for me. If you want to go in a chronological order, my interest was always there, but I really got submerged in the D and D first. Then I remember. I always wanted to watch Star Wars, but I didn't really go to the movies a lot when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And when Return of the Jedi came out on VHS, there was a Western Auto across the street from my house. Well, basically across the street, and they rented movies because they were only selling lawnmowers and right gladiators. Didn't didn't pay the bills, so they so they rented movies too. They had a thing where like you could rent movies on like a Friday, and you didn't have to take them back till Monday. If you get rid of them, no, maybe it was Saturday and you kept them until Monday. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was it. 
So I rented all three of them, you know, all three Star Wars. And, dude, uh, you want to talk about staying up on it. I binged watched all three over and over and over until I had to take them back. So that immersed me heavily in the sci-fi world, you know, was, right. was the Star mm-hmm. Wars thing. And then comics came in the, in the early 90s is when I got into comics. And all that put together, yeah, definitely set me on the path of where we are now. For sure. That was a long answer to a short question. No, no, that's what I, that's, the answer, that's, the answer, that's, that's the answer I wanted. I yeah. mean, it was, it's going to be a lengthy answer when you when I when I put something I turned that broad. Yeah, it, like <laughs> yeah, like the the answer like if somebody was to ask me about like what set me on the path to music, that would be even longer. <laughs> oh That'd be a whole show to itself. But the the yeah, that's the cliff notes. Is I got into D and D first, probably sci-fi second. Uh, I went through a big horror phase at one time, like so much so that it was like, well, I'm, too, I'm, I'm too into this. Like around the time that the, the Freddy and Jason stuff was really big, I was like really into that. And then I just kind of got disenchanted with horror for a long time, and I just quit watching horror altogether. Um, but I've started back recently. Obviously, I watched Saw. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if you just watch you know. Saw, watch Saw Two, we'll be all right. Yeah. So, uh, so not to be not to be generic, but legitimately curious. Let me flip that question back on you. That's what I was just thinking. Because you're not big into comics. We know he's not a comic book. Which I find strange that you're into D and D and not comics, but it is possible. My issue with comics because I always read books. Yeah. So I always considered comics more. More, more, more childish, more, more for the kids. So he's saying he's better than us. No, I'm not. I just thought it was more. <laughs> he's more mature. But I, and I, when I was younger, I drew a lot. I used to draw, and uh, I would get comics just for ideas, and I would read a little bit here and there. But I never really got enthralled in the characters or anything like that. But uh, I guess I don't know which ones came first, sci-fi or but it, it, there's always that world, kind of like you got sports and weightlifting. They're in the same world, yeah. They're, but they're not the same thing. Right. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, you know, like sci-fi, horror, comics, D&D. It's all in the same, they're all in the same world. We had those adventure books. I mean, Sean won't know where they are. You read, you read, you read nah. the books and you go, like, choose, your, read, own choose your own adventure yes. books. Oh, Wait, well, you could skip ahead to this page? Yeah, yeah. The story changed. If you choose to do this, go to this page. You had a tape that went along with it? No. No. These are just the books. You just read the book, and it's like, okay, if you want to go through the cave, you flip to page 22. If you want to slay the dragon, flip to page 15. So it's like Telltale Games, but in a book. (laughs) Basically, yeah. I used to read the adventure books, and then I found the red box. Uh, on Clarence Isle at Fred's Dollar Store in West Point. So I bet you wish you'd have kept that. Uh, yes, because <laughs> how much a red box is going for these days? About twenty bucks. Oh, the original? Yeah. Oh Lord, I don't know. I don't. They know. did. They they re-released <laughs> it. Uh, you can get like a second print. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I got it for like ten bucks. It still had the crayon in there that you had to pull mm-hmm. the string to sharpen and color your dice. But uh, oh, I never wow. played it. I we never played. I read it and I looked at it. It was complicated. I was young. I was by myself. I knew none of my friends was gonna play it, but it was the interest was still there. And then I think the interest has a lot to do. with Interest it. has like a lot to do. You're gonna find. You gotta be in that world. To have you that gotta. Interest. You gotta have that mindset. To, to, that to, curiosity. Uh, now, Star Wars. I didn't really get into Star Wars till later on, just because, like you said, I didn't go to the movies that much. Finding places to rent movies, that kind of thing. But uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ooh. 
nice. and stuff like Dragon Slayer, those kind of movies. Crawl, I did Damn. see that crawl. Can I, change nice. my answer? <laughs> <laughs> I did see those movies. Um, uh, what was the other one? Flash Gordon. That, those kind of stuff was good soundtrack. Yeah, that, <laughs> those movies. Clean, of course. Yeah, oh. those movies was uh, was was part of it that that brought me there. And then later on, probably in the mid nineties, ninety two, ninety three, I found a group of people that played D and D, and that's when I got started with John and Clint. So later on, later on, so you played D and D way after I. I, I knew started. about it, but I didn't actually get to play until later on. One thing that I want to add an addendum because you said the adventure books reminded me. The reason I knew I liked Star Wars before I rented this, mm-hmm. the, the trilogy and binge-watched it over and over and over was because I had one of those tapes and it had the book with it. It would probably be worth a ton of dough now. But uh, you listen to the tape and you read the book with it and it'll tell you when to flip the page. Oh, okay. Like, it'll be like, you'll hear like R2-D2s. Like, oh, and that means flip the page. <laughs> and like, you follow along with it. And I would listen to that thing for like on end. I had like one of these high high tech tape tape players that would flip the tape for you. Whoa, whoa! You even take it out and turn it over. It just starts going the other way. Yeah. Yeah. What is this kind of so magic backwards? Yeah, it would it would flip. You flip the head inside. Inside. It had a a dual head in it. So what it would do is once it played one side, it'd stop and reverse. And flipped, yeah. The head would play. And the that head up. would just flip what side it was reading wow. on the tape. Yeah, yeah. You I, know I that would existed. play that thing endlessly. Do we had an eight tray that would record? Uh, Daddy's <laughs> got one. <laughs> yeah. Big red button. You had to like it. You had to like put pressure behind it to record. <laughs> now we're getting listeners from like the antiquity, like. Hey, don't use that word. Antiquity. <laughs> antiquity. That's four syllables. That was, yep. that was a... Hear the music shows you can, over. <laughs> you can say antiquity because it was a uh, expansion in Magic the Gathering. Oh, it makes it legal. I like how brought it back it legal. the world. It makes it legal. When did you get turned on to Magic? Magic later. Because I Not shun- the game, the actual art of changing things. <laughs> oh, oh, I've been doing that years. <laughs> uh, Magic the Gathering. I got it later on. Actually, afterwards, because I shunned it. I was like, fake D&D people. <laughs> Pretty much what I do. Uh, I call it Magic the Youngins game. It's like uh, D&D meets spades. What I, is a shit? <laughs> I shunned it because we would go to the comic book stores and we would go to Gundog Gun Comics in Chupalo and uh, to get uh, D&D stuff and just look. And uh, there would be a crap load of kids 10 years younger than us playing D&D. I mean, they're playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, and I didn't know what it was. But... Uh, Brad got John into it, and uh, John got, he came over wow. there and got, John got me into it. Wow. And I said, this is a totally different ball game. It's not even the same thing. Yeah. But it's, it's fun. I still got, you know, I don't know, 50,000 cards at the house. I wish I'd have kept mine. Uh, the tornado got mine, but I had the, the magic cards? Mm-hmm. Not the uh, fourth, but the, like, the original. The original oh, uh, Alpha? I guess it was. I can't remember. It wasn't. Is one it called Magic the Gathering? Magic the Gathering, yeah. But the ones I had was like before that. Because like the the modern ones, mm-hmm. and I'm doing air quotes because that was like in the 90s, was fourth edition. Well, you had Magic the Gathering, and then later it became as known as Alpha. 
and then they had the reprint, which later became known as Beta. And I had a whole Ice Age. So then they had, you know, then they, could, Ice they, they had Ice Age, Fourth, uh, all the different editions. And I don't stuff. know why I got bored with that. I, I, yeah, I do, because it got really complicated. It got redundant, and it and got, got complicated. And I got out of it. Crap. I was like, D and D is a simpler game. Yeah, it's fun and more gratifying. Now yeah. I could say, hey, let's play D and D, and let's just play a game of Magic instead. Yeah, I can really get that. But uh, I've always liked the complex games. I've never been a Monopoly guy. I wanted, always wanted to play stuff like Risk or you know something more okay. something more bold. So that always helped with the being interested in more like D and D and stuff like that because it's more you get more into the game, I guess, than just Monopoly, roll a dice, ding ding ding. What about you, Sean? What kind of got you into nerd culture? I know you're not a bit huge into <laughs> comics, but... Well, like, so, like I'm big you, in like, sci-fi and stuff yeah, like that. You definitely have... like You're like Anthony, but a, in a different avenue. Like, right. there's, there's parts of it you could care less about, yep. but then there's some of it you're like really immersed in. Like the... Well, like, like sci-fi... <laughs> like the sci-fi movie stuff. Um, in the 90s, coming home from school, and I guess the sci-fi channel had started? <clears throat> yeah. Probably that. around the nineties. Yeah. yeah, and so the, all the had all these movies that were on that, and that's what like opened it up to like more than just like you know whatever sports and playing with your friends and things like yeah. that. <clears throat> and uh, but they had like made movies like there was some movie called like Alligator and like Mosquito and there's always like these animals that were like Lake Placid. Talk uh, well, that's that's way before that. But like He's talking about like the early yeah, B the rated early B movies, oh, wow. like something sci-fi. like Piranha, so the like original Piranha, genetically enhanced, yeah, genetically oh, wow. nature stuff, yeah, and uh, all that stuff um, opened it up. And then I saw Alien really, really young, yeah, and even like uh, uh, so Alien, not Aliens, yeah, and. I've been in love with that series and that whole thing. Even Predator back then, too. So oh, Predator yeah. really young. That held up, too. And absolutely. Um, well, you know, if you go back and you watch the like Alien movies. Bleed. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch the Alien movies now, like all four of them, uh, it's the first two, solid. The third and fourth one, they got r- r- stupid with it because Hollywood got involved. Hell yeah. And, but I still love what they did with Sigourney Weaver. Was yeah. making her like part of it yeah. and stuff. That part was Make solid, but yeah. the story around that or everything God. else that was a nightmare. And then here recently with um, Prometheus and uh, Alien Covenant, amazing. That was good. I like that. Amazing. How the alien really surprised how the, me. How this monster or whatever came to be, <laughs> the xenomorphs and all that stuff, and um, even the Predator movies. You know, even when they put Predator and Alien together, it was phenomenal for me. The first movie, eh, the second one's way better. I like Alien versus Predator. It was yeah. different. It had been a different spin on it. But I did like the Alien, Alien, Alien <clears throat> 1, Alien, Aliens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't wait for the second part of Alien versus Predator because you remember how he, he, there's the morph in it at the end yes. of it. Yes. making this yep. thing. Um, that kind of got me into that kind of nerd stuff. But then I'm like, you know, like you said, uh, I'm a big nerd and other things like uh, wrestling. Well, yeah, wrestling, of course. The Attitude Era, like that's another thing. Any, all this new stuff is still. I'm still like 
like bitter, like oh, it was it was way better when it was attitude. Growing up, yeah, I was like thirteen when that was going on. Yeah, we were already like full time jobs and beer. <laughs> yeah, and I was like fourteen, whatever. Um, but uh, other like nerd stuff, like uh, the small scale model train stuff. Like I'm, I'm a, oh yeah, we've talked about yeah, we talked about that too. I know that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that not people, not, not a lot Don't of people they have know cons. That. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. He would really, con. yes. You would really love the aspect of miniatures and stuff like that when they get into terrain and stuff on D&D. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. gets in debt. We we get just the idea craft. of building, like, all these. I used to go to them in Missouri. My dad would take us up to Kansas City, and that's where they would, like, rent out wherever uh, these big um, arenas and stuff there. And everybody, these guys would spend their whole year or whatever building these giant train sets with little uh all every detail you can imagine of a city and the wow. down to like every little aspect even to like making like if it was an old uh, like mill sawmill thing mm-hmm. well they would they would um make the building look old and and uh like all the train cars and stuff like that would have like rust on them like painted you know yeah they'd age everything to make it look as real as possible and i always been a, a, a nut about that and then um, never got into comic books because I got into music. Like, that's, like, the ultimate thing for me, you know? Yeah, and you, you kind of nerded out over gear. And we're going to have, like, a, a gear yeah. segment yeah, on here. We've talked about that before because uh, there's a lot of musicians that listen to this show. Yeah, yeah, I was going to suggest, too, like, you need, like, like everything's getting um, promoted really well. I think there needs to be, like, a, a music section or something like for that sure, yeah. added to it. And like you, you're like a internet of knowledge <laughs> when it comes to like modulation and, oh, yeah, and just gear in, in general when it comes to guitars. Love it. Um, even horror, big time horror fan. Like, uh, but there are like newer horror movies that are awesome. Like when they in the mid two thousands when they did the redid the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, those were great. All of um, them. Yeah. The the two. Oh, these are Ben Savar two or three. Uh no, Chainsaw Massacre. There is seven Texas oh, Chainsaw oh, Massacre. Wait, that. well, I'm talking from the the re- mid 2000s. Yeah, re- yeah, Texas the- Chainsaw Massacre, and then you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. That was two, the same people made those. But you got right, those. those then, two you got then, those all yeah, shoots. Those are phenomenal. Yeah, those yeah. are the two I'm talking about. But Amazing. they those two were just. Those, yeah, those are one. those are two stories by themselves because they even changed uh, his name or yeah. whatever in those. It's different. The his best Thomas, part. Oh, go ahead. The the best part that I saw in that whole thing is like the the the, the boyfriend was missing, and she didn't know if he was dead or not. And Leatherface turned around and looked at her, and oh yeah, and he's he was wearing, wearing his face. His face. Yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah, <laughs> that is good writing right there. Right. You just can't. Because yeah. I had seen all the old ones, you know, growing up with that. And they were kind of, you know, goofy. Especially, you know, with my age and well, stuff. Well, part two yeah. and three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um... So they were still went, good in their own right, but kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to the theaters to see that, the the, the remake. And it was like, whoa, this is a whole yeah. new This is actually game. really terrifying. <laughs> this, is like, this is like real. Like, this Didn't is happening. did we all go watch it at the drive-in in Angry? Or, yeah. It was one of the... This one had Jessica Biel in it. Yeah. 
I can't remember. Yeah. But see what was terrifying about Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the very first one? Mm -hmm. We didn't have internet. There was no internet. It didn't exist. And it said based on so, a true story. So when, when, the, when the, the guy came and started reading this news article about, like, W.E. Sawyer being electric, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, not electrocuted, but sent to the gas chamber and that Leatherface is still at large, everybody thought that shit was real. We didn't know any different. Right. It sounded real, so it was real. Yeah, you couldn't Google it. Based on true story meant, oh, yeah, Ed Gain. And I remember, like, we always had this, like, you all, as a kid, like there was always that one weird person in in your class, and like there was this one girl that would always like lie about shit. And she's like, "Yeah, my dad was in Texas when that was going <laughs> yeah, on. Like, I heard all about it." And we're like, that "Oh my happened. god, really? We're totally gullible because we don't have Google." I think that's part of the reason why I like Blair Witch Project so much is because I remember that on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, how they made it oh, a yeah. true story, and then Blair Witch doing the same thing. Yeah. And it, so there was like a little bit of like subconscious nostalgia there for that well I remember that, that so well I like my aunt, I like, yeah I did too my aunt and cousins live in Maryland well I was asking them about the Blair Witch and I was like there's no such thing <laughs> it's just fake I was like yeah it is they're making a movie there was the they're Bell like, Witch that's very very yeah. loosely based but we could go there. It's like three it's hour drive from here. Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah, we could get there like in an afternoon, and yeah. they'll let you camp there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can do the tours, which the tours will be starting back Dude, up. Dude, not this Halloween, but next. Let's make a commitment to broadcast. Uh, we can't do it during Halloween because I think they're closed down during Halloween. Yeah. What? Why? Weather? Because uh, inclement weather. Talk about missed opportunity. Well, I don't know, but I mean, we have to check the website. Yeah. Well, I've kidnapped Anthony's question that he asked me and passed around the bar, so we got to get to you. Kelly, what got you involved in nerd culture? And at what age? My What's uncle, your first recollection of being a nerd? My uncle got me in the comics. Where did the nerdness touch you? <laughs> <laughs> On the doll, pointed out. Pointed to the doll. <laughs> My uncle got me in the comics when I was like five, maybe. Because he was a big comic book guy. It just kind of went from there. Now, my grandfather, which is really weird, got me into Doctor Who. Tom Baker era, uh, Channel 2, PBS. Yeah. Is Tom Baker the original? No. Oh, okay. No, he's actually the fourth Doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a bit amazing. Haven't they kept, like, the same... Storyline though throughout the decades, like, right. and just change people. Is that true? The doctor is the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just change doctors. The storyline. There is no real, true storyline. Right. Uh, it's just about traveling in time. That's so crazy that they've been able to keep that going though. And the only way they could though is because, of the whole the doctor. Right. Could switch. Can, and... can change. He doesn't die. He. Yeah. 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 Also. Yeah. That's really, but he, my grandfather got me into that, and I was, oh, I don't know, I might have been seven. And that, that kind of is what got me started in the whole sci-fi thing, is because of that, because of Doctor Who. Don't get distracted by me tripping over my laptop I, cord and almost dying. I didn't, I kept on going. and <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> uh, my mom got me into horror. Cause she was a real big horror buff when I was growing up. My dad, not so much. 
you spook my dad really easy, but the bad part about that is he'll throw a right hook and knock you out when you do. <laughs> Mama, on the other hand, she loves horror movies, and it's really easy to scare her. So that's like really funny. But she she really got me into uh, horror genre, and I honestly I didn't think I played D and D. Thank God. Why? The first time. <laughs> hey, quit. <laughs> Nerd. That's what we could keep for the Patreon. <laughs> I don't think I was in high school the first time I ever played D and D. I thought your first time to play was with us. No, I played in high school oh. when I lived in Italy. Oh, oh here we go. Y'all don't understand that reference. When we were in Walmart earlier, you said something about Italy. I was like, Oh, I know. You lived in Italy. You had an interesting life. <laughs> <laughs> Old fancy pants. Uh, but no, yeah. Watch out for this guy. He lived in Italy. When I lived, he over, lived abroad. When I lived over there, that was the first time. I, it was my junior year. It was the first time I played D and D. And we'd take sports trips, and they're either sitting listening to music, which I did a lot, or we would actually sit up and have a campaign going amongst the the two rows, and we just had one die, and that was pretty much who the D, uh, DM was. Speaking of work, because it was in Italy. <laughs> I like how we all <laughs> came into the different aspects of whatever nerddom we're in, and different times and different levels like yeah in different ways but it all like again it's like I said earlier if you have the interest you're gonna get there yeah and we're all nerds about something yep Anthony did you have anything else no I don't think you so you wanna add to the real pop oh. culture year one? Oh, I don't know I guess a horror I never really explained how I got I got into horror the way most people got into horror just, I just wanna admit it you well, see, you want, because you could see boobies. Yeah, you could see boobies. Yeah, right. you, go you go to the VHS store. You go to the movies when you get. Because if you went and got one, it's like, hey, this is a booby movie. They would let you rent it. But if you got a horror movie, they oh, would yeah. let you get it, and it was almost guaranteed to and see. And you could what horror <laughs> movies back then? PG thirteen meant there was boobies. Yeah, yeah. Come for the boobs, stay for the horror. Stay for the horror. And then eventually, you you know, you desensitize. That's a pretty type. good advertising <laughs> campaign. <laughs> yeah. Too bad this is an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody wants to see our boobies. Yeah. <laughs> I can make mine bounce to music. <laughs> That's not a good thing. Not just to music, but... <laughs> Got you. Okay. I, well, I don't have to worry about visualizing that flip from Kella a while ago anymore. Kella! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, like, get a good editing point here. How did you get involved in the podcast? Because you were behind the scenes for a while, too. Uh, and now you're like one of the editors, which thank God somebody's editing. You know, I like that. think... I mean, other than just being Kill J Sound Guy and, you know, always here, and I started out being 
Well, here's the thing, too. It's like if you're around long enough, you'll become part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's my turn. Like, I'm slowly like... <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But, I mean, I, I kind of started out, I was... I actually created a company so I could be a sponsor. Oh, yeah. And then it just kind of kept going. It's like, well, we needed this piece of equipment or we needed this piece of equipment. So I would like, I'd talk with you and be like, all right, Mark, what do you think? Do we need to get this, would this board make things better? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That we can use it with the band. Yeah, because Rob was an engineer for the show. Yeah. Like he didn't even want to be on the show. He just wanted to help. Yeah. Because he, he liked the show and he's good at sound stuff. So when he left to go do Seeking 7 full-time again, um, I was like, ugh, I don't want to go back to the audio quality of... So I started relying on you as our sound guy, obviously. Yeah. So you started uh, helping me. And I think the Doctor Who stuff really drew you in, like as far as being a personality on the show. Uh, well, we keep talking about doing the Doctor Who episode, and that's what we was like, yeah, 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 That that's going to... But, I mean, you slowly started bringing me in for this and to talk about that. And well, the problem was with scheduling is we used to do the podcast on Mondays. Yeah, and I work weekend, I work night shift, so I'm yeah. At but work. now we do a lot of recording on the weekends while you're here. So now, again, again you're the one that got the, the MacBook and the, the Behringer and all the equipment for what I call the new setup. And uh, having somebody else to edit, like the, the way we're doing this now with me editing some of the podcasts and you editing some of it, you have no idea yeah, how lot. much more enjoyable <laughs> it, it makes the podcast for me because <clears throat> there's been, if you can ask Germ, because he would be the one that I would vent to when like I got bogged down in editing. I was like, oh my God, I hate this podcast. <laughs> like, oh, I can. I hate it. I hate editing. It's terrible. It sucks. Oh. Uh, but that's just when I would have way too much to do, and, and we were putting out shows once a week. But now that somebody shares that burden with me, you have no freaking idea how much easier that is. Oh, I do, because now I'm the one cussing. <laughs> You're I'm the like, one oh, my quit. God. <laughs> I, I quit. What, why? I'm why out. would you say that? <laughs> I think the con brought Kelly in more because that was mm-hmm. your. you had to have him sitting up on the on the road oh and remember uh, yeah, which con was it I got sick the first day and y'all basically had to do all the that was horror that was horror con Me and that was the first day of you horror you and con. Jern because I was babysitting Mark yeah, me and Jeremy. Because he was in the that's Jeep with me. Probably what pulled me more I got sick yeah. the first day, and then the second day I was golden, and we did a bunch of interviews yeah. the second day. But the first day, woo, I was Yeah, that was, that was our the, the first one. Yeah. I sat in the Jeep most of the day with the air conditioner yeah. on. Mm-hmm. I think after the like halfway part of the day, we went to Old Venice and got something to drink. And we got something to eat. <laughs> was that the one I showed up later on? Yeah, we went and got a pizza. I didn't think he came to HeartCon. You went to Tupelo? Yeah. Were you at Argon? Right? Was that where back? Uh, no, no, no. You're thinking about the the Comic Con where you came for the wrestling. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Comic Con. Okay. That was or Tupelo Con, as they call Tupelo it. Tupelo Con. I got you, man. And uh, now that I think about it, with, with Kelly talking, I, I remember some when we was doing the kill. Kill Pop plays D and D. 
KPC voice in. KPC yeah. was doing that. Yeah, and that's kind of what got Anthony. I got more into it because I was talking and he was recording the whole time, and I got kind of more used to being recorded. Used to be recording. You didn't feel naked anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we started out doing it at Clint's. You told me to be naked when the first time we recorded. I, I, I thought I had to. Oh no, I, I didn't mean that literally. Oh okay. Uh, we were wondering why you didn't wear clothes. <laughs> okay. Now that awkwardness has finally been explained. <laughs> this guy, no clothes. All right, so uh, I'm also going to talk to uh, Clint and Rob, and of course Germ. Yeah. He's not here today, but as far as the four of us sitting here, this is kind of real pop culture year one. But what are your expectations when you first started? to now expectations yeah, for that's possibly point. the next 100 episodes. Dude, we exceeded my expectations on episode zero. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. I, I swear to you, I, I know I've said this on here probably 100 times, but it's it's so true. I thought when when me and Clint did the first couple episodes, I, I could have named you five, maybe six people that would listen to this. And you thought it'd just be another fad? That I'd be like, can I listen to it? You know, the our band members the bands because when we first started out it was real like local band oriented we burned through all the local bands pretty quick not that we sadly (laughs) sadly not that we still don't want to play local bands we have and we will but we played them all a lot of like you know we even started reaching out to other areas and uh but it was really really local band oriented and uh, I thought the bands that we played would listen, maybe five or six other people. And I remember the first time I looked and our downloads were in the triple digits. I was like, this is this has to be a mistake. Why would like a hundred and something people listen to this? Uh-huh. Not like, and how do they know to listen to this? I mean, we're putting it on Facebook, sure, but I put Kill J stuff on Facebook all the time <laughs> and oh, I don't get 150 right. downloads. And then, like, some of them were, like, uh, some of the episodes are, like, over 3,000 downloads. And some podcasts, that's like, oh, so you're, you know. So you got a day's worth for us? Yeah. So we're, you know, but for my expectations, our success is over the moon. What, so has your expectations increased? I don't, I almost don't want to raise my expectations because I like the fact that I'm constantly amazed at how popular the podcast has been. I like that feeling of just shock and awe that so many people are into what we're doing. My expectations keep dropping. That way I'm even more and more surprised when Mark gives us updates. <laughs> probably the biggest thing with me that I'm a stickler about is, is I want to keep the audio quality high. And like I said, when Rob left, it, it, it dipped. But I think we've finally well, I think the figured out our stride. Is because he was using the Mac and everything, and he knew what he was doing. And, and he's a producer, like that's what he does. Me, I'm just a, I'm a singer. And that's one of the a reasons. Singer is just a cheerleader with a microphone. Yeah, and I'm, like, that's one of the talent. reasons I went and bought the Mac. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> totally not true. <laughs> well, what do you? What would you like to? Uh, I guess I guess a different way of asking the same question. Uh, instead of saying what do you foresee for the next hundred episodes what would you like to do I think we should do more cons and we're working on that Um, you know our schedules are 
pretty busy, so it's hard. Um, I I think it's important. I think it would be good if if podcasts are tough, man, because there's so many of them out there. Yeah. And if you have like a celebrity or a, or, or someone that you want to reach out and talk to, they've been reached out to by. 200 other podcasts yeah. that week so I'd like to get to the point to where we have enough legitimacy to where we didn't have to worry about getting ignored right and it happens a lot like when you hear us interview somebody on the show it takes a lot it's because we've gotten I'm not going to say rejected most of the time it's just straight up ignored but we've we've dropped a lot of lines to get that one bite you know, um, I would like to see that get easier and better. I'd like to see more. Like again, I, I hate to keep comparing this to Kill J, but it's the only other thing I really know to compare it to. Uh, we used to beg people for gigs. Well, when we got a certain point in our career, we didn't ask people for shows; they asked us. We started turning down shows. Yeah, we'd have to turn down shows because of our schedule. But we didn't have to seek out shows. The shows sought out us. So probably in the, in the next year, I would love to... And it, it has gotten there. Like, we do get contacted about interviews here and there. But I would like to get to the point to where people are, are seeking us out more so than us trying to find people to interview. Does that actually happen, though, with podcasts? Yeah. Is there a guy that sits like... I? Uh, we need to get on this podcast, this podcast, sure. this podcast, yeah. this podcast. People have publicists, and that's their job is to, to find, especially when people are promoting stuff. Yeah. Is there anybody you'd like for us, like to see us interview? A ton of people. <laughs> I mean, like, we're I, just beginning as far as, like, again, we've exceeded my expectations, but that doesn't mean I'm satisfied. Yeah. Like, we're it, now that I know I can interview my childhood heroes like Michael Sweet and Chuck Dixon and somebody from from Star Wars the original Star Wars we yeah, talked to somebody that was in that movie Mr. Good yeah I mean that blows my mind and now that I know we're capable of doing that and it's like Anthony said we've had I'm like New York top 10 uh, yeah, New York best selling author yeah it's like now I'm just even more so like what else can we do like I mean, what's the next we, we've also Jason had CJ Graham, CJ, yeah. Michael, Bear, Michael Behrman, probably most, that was a big one. one of the most big, iconic faces in horror from the seventies. Yeah, Bill Mosley was a big one for us, yeah. and he was. So, you know what's so weird? The ones that like the biggest name people we've interviewed are like the coolest ones. Oh yeah, like oh, everybody yeah. we've interviewed is super cool, but like once you can get to the person. Like when it's you, a lot some, easier. When you got somebody that's super famous, you, you have to jump through a lot of hoops sometimes to get to them. But once you get to them, they're like... Super. If super you could contact cool. them directly, which I understand oh, yeah. why you can, <laughs> yeah. it'd be a lot easier. Yeah. But they're totally into it. Michael Berryman was like that cool uncle you got to tell. I know. Told the awesome stories. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's what he was. And see, <laughs> he, he was that one guy, I think out of everybody we've interviewed, that was awesome for me because I was like oh, oh I, I, was I know him yeah, he was up. on the Barbarian Brothers <laughs> yeah. he was I'm on so Weird Science I'm so glad y'all got those good pictures and stuff oh, while yeah. we were doing that oh yeah which Anthony got printed off for us those are yep I took them 
It's my photography. That's uh, the extent of it right there. Well, the Michael <laughs> Berryman one, that's my... Because I was sitting directly behind him. No, that's me. Is it? Yeah. I could have swore that was mine. Well, as we wrap up, let oh, me flip it back to y'all. What would y'all like to see in the next 100 episodes? Like when we sit down to episode 199... What would you like to have known we accomplished? There's only one thing I truly, truly want us to do within the next hundred episodes. Control our drinking. <laughs> not going to happen. I mean, I actually Set look at... Set the bar lower, man. Yeah. I, I, we need to do at least one two-part full-on Doctor Who episode. Oh, that's easy. Which, well, we've been saying that for 100 episodes. <laughs> yeah, but, but the new Doctor Who season starts in October. More music stuff and more interviews with uh, wrestlers. Yeah, good point. We've, we've interviewed a lot of local wrestlers. Yeah, well, and, I mean, uh, like the next level, you know. I'd like to do more specific cons, like uh, like the horror con, uh, like a scare fest or something like that. And Big also... Fest. Like a like something, fist, yeah. Um, or even maybe one of these Gen Cons or Dragon Con one day, and Homebrew Con. Bring it back to the beer. Yeah. There's a Homebrew Con. Every oh yeah, year. the whole beer thing too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because we technically, well, y'all technically are beer nerds now. I've always been a beer nerd. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, Homebrew Con. Uh, but it used to be called beer snobs. Now it's actually a beer, <laughs> it's a beer nerd. nerd. <laughs> You ventured out there some. You drank some stuff. Oh yeah, I'll drink anything. But at you, least you, one I mean, of them. you've liked some uh, some obscure beers before. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not you, just. You just don't like the bitter ultra. Ones. I'm, yeah. yeah, I just I'm not a IPA or a hoppy guy. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Vote. Stay tuned. Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Well, where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69, or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea, or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. All right. We got our little problems worked out with the microphones. Or at least as worked out as they're going to get. Yeah. For this segment. I feel like we need another drink after that. I want to talk to you about Superman. Superman. We were actually, uh, it was funny, we did that whole big round the bar segment. And I was like, man, we got to talk about Superman. You weren't here. And I was like, well, we'll just talk about Superman and then we'll, I'll do like a side thing with Germ. But then we winded up doing like so much other stuff, we didn't even get to it. And I was kind of glad because it would be kind of weird to do a Superman thing without our resident Superman like guy it'd be like if y'all did like a I wouldn't care if y'all did a whole show without me but if y'all did like a Batman thing and I wouldn't hear I'd be like what the hell yeah I would pretend to know more than I actually knew about Batman but before we get to Superman real quick because a lot of people have been asking me about you know the Jacqueline Phoenix Joker thing Joaquin 
and now they've dropped the picture with him in the makeup and like as soon as they dropped it like somebody that i work with ran up to me with with it on their cell phone i was like hey what do you think and i was like you know it it has nothing to do with what i think about his makeup or who they cast or or any of that it has to do with my issue and I hate to be that guy because I don't want to judge something before it's a thing or before I even know anything about it. I'm, I'm just as likely to love it as to hate it, but one thing that, that made the Joker so different than all the other villains is that he didn't have a backstory. You remember when they explained the Force and ruined Star Wars by doing so? Yes. It's like you don't need to explain the Joker. You don't need to give the backstory. I guess the only thing that gives me hope is that this is obviously an Elseworld thing because they've already named the Joker's real name as Arthur Fleck. And that yeah. name has never been used, to my knowledge, for sure never been used in any movie and never been used in the comics. Right. But at the same time, you know, you've told me time and time again, at this point, in, like in the comic books... The Joker's not even sure what his real name is anymore. I mean, well, he like yeah, because he like he'll hint to his origin story and then say something to completely like undo it. Like, well, at least I think that's what it is. I don't even remember myself anymore. To kind of like, yeah. And you know what? I said something just in joking today, but it would it would be like I would be okay with this. This would be the only time I'd be okay with this in a movie or, or TV show or anything is if at the end of the movie it snaps to, like, the Joker talking to Batman and saying, like, well, I think that's how it happened anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, because it would be so Joker of the Joker to troll the audience. Well, you know... In real life. I was watching some of the... Uh the footage stuff that they that you know that everybody's showing online different versions of whatever but one of them that actually stood out to me was <clears throat> excuse me um Thomas Wayne is going to have a big role in this Joker movie so Thomas Wayne is still alive during this time period and you know there's going to be some kind of conflict there and I'm like, okay, well, I haven't seen this before. So. Wait a minute. If Thomas Wayne is still alive, then Batman is like eight or nine. Yes. So that so means the Joker's, Joker's that been much around. older. I mean, we knew the Joker was a little bit older than Batman, but that doesn't make sense. That that would have to be a, fl- a flashback or something. Or, I, or, like, or like they're just going total Elseworld with it. I don't know. I mean, it's it's still all a mystery. I mean, Which, if you're going to give a Joker backstory, I, I almost hope you go complete Elseworld like uh, Gotham by Gaslight yeah which is a complete different take a different universe a whole a whole new ball game that has nothing to do with like I know I know this is fiction but main continuity you know you have to establish like a prime timeline of events yeah that everybody accepts as the main continuity exactly I mean Joker's name has been what uh, Jack Napier, uh, Jack, what was it? Something else in the comic books. It's usually it's usually Jack. Yeah, but uh, so now they're going with Arthur Fleck, which just throws a whole monkey wrench and everything. But at the same time, 
going back to what I said a while ago, at this point in the comic books, he doesn't even really know his backstory anymore because he's not sure of it. Matter of fact, um, up until, I guess, the Michael Keaton era Batman, it was always Joe Chill that killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yep. And then they retconned it to be Jack Napier. Yeah. But, you know, they went back to that. Like the Joker killed him. They went back to that in the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman. Was that Joe Chill was the one that did it? That was his name, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Joe Chill that did it in the Christopher Nolan movies. And again in in Gotham, the TV show, I believe. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I'm not... I'm trying to reserve judgment but it it's difficult for me when you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing well it's like if again if you were doing a star wars movie and that whole premise of the movie was explaining the force i'd be like no the force needs to be a mysterious thing that we don't understand and that that we have to use our imagination to to decide what it is right it's like the thing that makes the joker the joker and why he one of the big reasons why he's such a a formidable foe to Batman is because of his mystery. Yeah. But you know, like the video That's we watched. One of the biggest things that makes him interesting is the, that he, he's mysterious. The video that we watched earlier, uh, the one guy was talking about uh this movie's gonna scare the hell out of us. And I can actually sort of see that because the budget for this movie is only fifty-five million. Thor Ragnarok. Well, oddly, that gives me hope. <clears throat> yeah, it does me too because you look at some of our favorite. They're gonna have to rely on good old-fashioned storytelling and acting. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna be. I mean, don't get me wrong. It sounds like I'm dissing it, but I'm gonna be front and center. Like I'm gonna be right there when it comes out. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna want to like it. There's never been a DC thing or. Or a Batman-related thing that I didn't want to like. Right. I really want to like all of it, but... And this movie's supposed to be set in the 1980s, too. So, you know, you think back to the 1980s, you think all the horror movies and stuff that came out back then, they didn't have a high budget, so they're doing a low-budget kind of thing, setting it back there. So I could actually see it possibly being a horror movie. All right. That's enough about the Joker for now. I'm sure we're going to... I mean, we've got a whole year to yeah, talk about that. that's true. But since our last episode, Henry Cavill decided to break the internet and our minds and maybe a few hearts, and it was at least heavily insinuated, implied, some might say confirmed, that Henry Cavill is hanging up the cape and boots. Now, I appreciate that you subscribe to the theory like you're holding on to hope that this is I mean that's what Superman is is hope <laughs> good point I actually ha- what I have here is a, is a list of, of ways to deal with this I made a whole list okay and uh, your hope and your truth justice in the American way <laughs> ties into one of my my theories I guess is that we know we know that for sure that Henry Cavill had one more film as Superman in his contract. 
Yeah. And we know that he really wanted it to be used for Man of Steel 2. And as did I. And yeah. I'm sure as did you. But they were, they're trying to, and by they, I mean the, the Hollywood people are wanting to shift DC into a lighter tone, which the Shazam movie is uh, obviously going to be. Yeah, it's going to be more comical. Which is fine if they want to do a more comical movie. I didn't mind the ones that were serious because, well, let's don't get into that. <laughs> but he was like, I don't want to just use my, I don't want to use my appearance up as a, as a cameo in this movie. I want to do a whole Superman movie. And I'm, I'm with him. Like, I'm on his side. So, this potential walking away from the character altogether might be a strong arm tactic for him to get his way and essentially get our way as the fans. It, now, don't get me wrong. I would love to see Superman in Shazam, but think of all the other DC characters they could use for that cameo and use Henry Cavill for a Man of Steel 2. Which would you rather have? Exactly, but at the same time, I'm keeping an open mind at the fact that, okay, the internet has been built for trickery. It, it people You've got people out there that believe everything they see and read on the internet now, and then they take it out of context and they blow it up into something that's not. If you look at his video of him after word got out that oh he's not going to be superman anymore I'm glad you brought that up but then that he was did weird. that, that didn't he did answer that any video questions. he did that video and he's got like that planet krypton gym shirt on or whatever the shirt was and he's holding the superman action figure going up and bringing it back down through talking about today was a hell of a day but that, that could be taken either way that could be taken like hey don't worry I'm still here or it could be taken as yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like because I mean his his publicist and his uh, and Warner Brothers have both confirmed that the cape is still hanging in his closet. It's not. Well, he still has one more appearance on his contract. Like I don't know exactly how contracts work in Hollywood, but in the real world. If you're under contract for something, that means you are obligated to do it. Well, this goes back... So he back, still has one more appearance. This goes back to you saying, you know... Whether he quit or not. ...of hope. I'm hoping what that video actually meant was, okay, well, I've renegotiated my contract. I'm still here. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. The, the Internet's broken after that now. I mean, it was a, a big slap to the face. But he has a lot of different stuff going on, too, at the same time. He's actually fisting a star in Netflix's version of The Witcher, which is based off the comic book. I mean, uh, the video game, rather. I'm sorry. And plus, there's a lot of people hoping he's going to become the next James Bond. I would actually watch the James Bond movie if he was, though. I wouldn't hate that, but I'm still holding out for uh, Superman. No, the for James Bond, uh, the, the the guy that played in Dark Tower. Uh, gosh, what is his name? The internet's gonna hate me for forgetting his name. He he guarded the the, the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, Ellis Bola or whatever his name is. Idris Idris Ebola. What's or the something? name of the movie I just named? The Dark Tower. Elba. Idris Elba. Yeah, Idris Elba. I wouldn't... I, 
I mean, I he's got. I don't know. I think he's he would be a good James Bond. Oh, absolutely. But I haven't really been paying a lot of attention to the James Bond camp lately. I I thought that Daniel Craig was going to go ahead and do one more, and then it, they then they were going to hand it over. But I may be wrong. I mean, I don't know either. I mean, I could that's be just totally what, off on that's that. just another one of those internet rumor things. Um, but what I what I want to do is on this list, let's operate under the assumption that Cavill's done. Okay. This is how they could. This is a a list of ways they could fix or deal with that. All right. Um, the first one is the simple one. And this has been done before. Let's face it. Let's just be honest. I'm not saying I'm not saying these are the best ways to deal with it. I'm just saying these are ways you can deal with it. And that's throw money at the problem. Oh yeah, just make it rain. Throw money at the problem. Money talks. Say, hey, look. Uh, I mean, they did it with they did it with uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. What's his name? Robert Downey Jr. They did it with Robert Downey Jr. I mean, how much does he make to to play Iron Man? Because he he had, he had been talking about exiting as Iron Man for a while. Yeah. And he he got paid to stay. Yep. And he, it was easier for Marvel to say, well, how about you know twenty million dollars? Marvel's making because more Marvel's money. making a lot of money right now on movies. So pay him, give him some money. Right. Money talks. Um, the the first idea that people jump to especially because and I only mean this from a financial standpoint because the DC universe cinematically is in trouble obviously the idea of a reboot is going to come up yeah well it's already come up and by reboot I mean like a new era obviously you had the you had the Adam West era of Batman. Yeah. You had the the Michael Keaton era. You had the whole Dark Knight Christopher Nolan trilogy era. Just start over. But that's a terrible idea because you have so many pieces of this current DC universe that's working. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman. And so many pieces of the puzzle that are missing. Everybody agrees universally that Wonder Woman and not just the but the first one, but this new one coming out, they're yeah. they're saying is going to be great. Aquaman's got a movie coming out. Aquaman's supposed to come out again. Shazam. Yep. They got high hopes for that. You know, so, Shazam might actually be introduced into the Justice League where we're at now at this point. Yeah. So the reboot of the entire universe is a terrible idea. Yeah. So why not just? retcon like the comics do all the time the comics retcon they go back and clean up continuity yeah just do a soft reboot and what really really helped me on the soft reboot idea is uh listening to fat man on batman which is kevin smith's podcast uh which is now called uh, fat man beyond he was talking about uh and you know he's all he's completely down with Batfleck, but he knows that like all of us that Ben Affleck's been looking for the door like from the moment it seems like the moment he put the cowl on. Yeah. But there was an interview where like somebody was talking to John Hamm about jumping in as Batman, and I just kind of went, hmm. 
John Hamm. You could just keep everything like it is because I love the universe. Yeah. I love all the elements of the universe. I love to keep the same Alfred. Keep the same like new bachelor pad with the awesome new Batcave. Keep everything. And you're wanting like an older, more grisly. I would imagine that John Hamm and Ben Affleck are close, somewhat yeah. close in the same age. Uh, John Hamm will have to hit the weights like Affleck did and, and buff up to the Batman role. Not that he's scrawny now, but you know. But yeah, I mean, I could see him playing that. I part. could see him just, I mean, just recast. Yeah. I mean, and they I know, did I know that. some people might be like, ooh, recasting didn't always work, and it didn't work. <clears throat> during the Michael Keaton era. But you didn't just lose Michael Keaton during that time. You also lost, you know, the producer, the directors. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how much connective tissue lasted after Batman Returns into, like, the Batman and Robin, the Batman Forever, and all that crap. But well, that doesn't mean just because it didn't work then that it wouldn't work now. Just recast Batman. Right. And if if Henry Cavill's done recast Superman and just act like nothing happened. But at the same time, I to to not necessarily argue with you about it. Go back to the Christopher Reeve days of Superman. This dude did four movies as Superman. He was the face of Superman over how many years time period? I mean, Superman, yeah, he was starting to age a little bit at that point. But the worst that had happened was bad writing and different Superman directors. Four. I mean, but one, two, and three are great movies. I agree. Four, on the other hand, mm, not so much. Not so great. But, I mean, it's like, come on, dude. You're Superman. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I, I'm in Henry Cavill's corner. I want him to stay as Superman. I'm just saying, like, this list is based on the idea that he has decided not to anymore so how do you handle that right you know my my druthers would be him stay I but honestly, if I don't get my way I don't think they should reboot the entire universe just cause Batman and or Superman are leaving right one or both of them are we just have to just accept that right and but, how does the DC universe deal with it I mean what are we gonna do from there like make a Flashpoint movie and Wonder Woman and Aquaman are gonna get stuck in Flashpoint I mean because we see how that works out. I'm going to throw out one right here that you're really going to like. I'm going to hide my notes in case you... Maybe you've already seen I it. I can't see that far. Dude, uh, as, as far as recasting, why not give Brandon Routh another stab at it? He didn't suck as Superman, and he don't suck as Adam on the Legends Absolutely, of Tomorrow. Absolutely, but I, that's why he's I, one of my favorite things about Legends of Tomorrow. But that's why I think he won't go back to doing it because oh, he would. He's I, I don't know that I mean, that Superman movie that he did. I don't know why it didn't take off because people are assholes. <laughs> I I mean I thought it was a great movie, and I thought he was a great Superman. Like it was almost scary how his mannerisms and the way he treated Superman was just like re- reminded Reeves. me so much of Christopher Reeves like yep. and he, I don't think he got a fair shake whether it be because of advertising or the, just the public's reception or money like I don't know I mean, but if, if I they, think he was a great Superman so why not if you're going to recast 
If they could bring go him back, back and give him another swing at the bat, man, he might hit a home run. If they could, go he only back, got one shot. If they could go back and tweak the story a little, not redo the story, but tweak the story a little bit, but not necessarily use Brian Singer as the director for it, because I mean, this guy's directed X Men and all this stuff. So I mean, it needs a little different direction. But I think the movie was great overall. Could it have been better? Possibly. But we'll never know. And I'm going to go on a little side story about Adam right now. I think this podcast is going to be like super long, and I really don't care. It's episode 99. I think we're on the road to 100. Let's get, let's, let's get crazy. A side story about Adam. Because he's a character I didn't really pay much attention to until Legends of Tomorrow. And then I started doing a little research. Adam came out way before Ant-Man. You know, because Marvel and DC for the longest time, especially during the Golden Age, they had a lot of comparable characters. Like, one character would come out in DC, and then the other one would come out in Marvel, and they're like the same the same guy. But the cool thing about Adam is he's like Ant-Man meets Iron Man because there, it's so much about the suit with him. Like, if you watch the show, the suit doesn't just make him small, but it makes him fly, and it uh, gives him super strength, and, you know, it it's bullet, it's, it's a lot like the Iron Man outfit. And when I watch Legends of Tomorrow, I'm like, man, that could have been that, which I love the Ant-Man movie, but that could have been an Adam movie just as easily if, if DC had a, had a beat him to the punch. But anyway, that's my little my little side thing about Adam that I've been noticing. Because Brandon Ralph plays that character so good, and I think he did such a good job with Superman, I'm like, give the kid another shot, man. He didn't drop the ball. I mean, I don't even think the ball got dropped. It just, something didn't work about it. But I don't think that something was him. Yeah. So if, if he showed up, in the Superman costume, I don't think people. I don't think people would be like boo. You know, I I don't think it would be a terrible I idea. I don't know. People today are so, especially in Hollywood, they're so fickle about wanting to reintroduce actors back into roles and stuff like that. So, I think if they did reboot it, they would, you know, use a new face. I mean, I know there's talks of. Uh, Michael B. Jordan along with like 10 other people that could possibly play Superman but I mean to me at this point the closest thing to Christopher Reeve or Brandon Routh would be Henry Cavill right but but again for all intents and purposes we're operating under the assumption that he's gone right for this segment but I could yeah I mean I could see Brandon Routh coming back we both agree we want Cavill yeah that's not that's not even on the table as far as an argument right I mean but as far as it goes Brandon Routh would make a good comeback I guess you'd call it I mean these next two ideas are kind of in the same vein if you want to go in a different direction, if if you want to recast and you don't want to make it like weird and shocking and just have another guy show up in the middle of like a Justice League movie or a cameo, go in a different direction and make uh make the Flashpoint movie. Yeah. 
Because that could be a whole different Superman, because it basically was. Skinny Superman. Yeah. Or you don't even have to have Superman in right? that movie. He didn't play, like, a really a pivotal role. Well, I mean, going along with what you That movie could happen without Superman in it. Going along with what you're saying there, also think back to the Death of Superman comic, where there was... You know, the Superboy, the clone, the Eradicator, Steel, all those different Superman. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, man. You know, I mean, if you're going to kill him, kill him and be done with it and then have somebody else come in and take over. And I guess I'm kind of lumping the Batman thing in with this as well because we know that Ben Affleck is on his, on his way out too. But you could do an awesome Flashpoint movie and everybody wants it yes even if they don't know they want it and you don't even have to use the current Batman or Superman or use them at all dude I mean go back to uh, the Batman versus Superman where they did the flashback where Negan is his dad I could not picture anybody else playing he would be the best Thomas Wayne Batman and I would love to see that Absolutely. Another, again, this is in the same vein of that idea. If you just want to go a completely different direction, you remember, like, that documentary, The Death of Superman Lives? Yeah. And it brought light to to a movie called Superman Lives that they almost made. They, like, spent millions of dollars in pre-production on this movie, and it just never happened for a bunch of different reasons. But... It was a totally different reimagination of the Superman thing. Yeah. Do that. Do that movie. Just I mean, the, the documentary use... about the movie was popular, so the movie itself would be popular. But just please don't use Nicolas Cage. I mean, I don't know. I don't care. If he does a good job. I mean, Nicolas Cage hasn't... Have you seen him as a superhero? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I'm not talking about Ghost Rider because I loved Ghost Rider. The first one was great. Yeah, I don't I'm, care what anybody says. I'm talking about uh, Superbad. Have you ever seen the movie Superbad? One or two? Uh, He's not in two. He's in one. But he looks like Batman. We know that the multiverse is alive and well. That's yeah. another way to deal with this problem. That's true. The multiverse. You could bring in a whole different person because it could be Superman from Earth 2 or 3 or 50. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to deal with the multiverse. It's it's alive and well in the DC television universe. Yeah, I mean, because if there's a Krypton on Earth 1, there's a Krypton on all these other ones. I mean... There's so many good things they could do, but I'm afraid they're going to do... The opposite of that. The opposite of, of... It's like, I know it's a mess... Because you've got Batman and Superman. Those are the two. Like, Superman started it all. Right. And Batman, I mean, it's Batman. That's your two titans. And both of them are looking for the door. But you've got this universe left behind that has so many good elements that are working around it. Like, I, I like to... I, I like to do this playing Cyborg. Yeah. I like... I'm not crazy about the guy playing Flash, but I'm okay with it because he's dude, funny. I love him. I love uh, him. A lot of people do. So uh, everybody likes, like I said, uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, 
keep all that and just softly reboot the Batman and Superman side of it. Right. Put John Hamm in the freaking Batman costume and let him do a cameo to bring him in. And be like, oh, well, that's the new status quo. That way, by the next Batman movie or by the next Justice League movie, we're not just blown away by some new face. You know right. what I mean? Right. But I mean... Uh, you could do the same with Superman. You could let the whoever's going to be the new Superman, if there's going to be a new Superman, let him do a cameo in one of these other up-and-coming DC films. Well, you know, the one so thing that they have... kind of that, massage the idea of him being the new status quo. The one thing that they have, but they haven't delved into, because it's so weird the way Hollywood pulled this off, too, is like, all right, you see the gravestone, you see the Robin suit, you see all that going on, and uh, Zack Snyder even confirmed that that was Dick Grayson in the grave. Uh, what? I mean, that's not how that worked. Uh, but at the same time, I would have liked to seen him bring back, instead of bringing another guy in as Batman, let Dick Grayson take over as Batman. I'd be fine with that. But DC hasn't even delved into Dick Grayson has Dick been Grayson Batman yet. many times in the comics. And, yeah. And it wasn't outraged by the fans. In fact... There's a lot of, uh, especially during like the Batman Reborn, because at the end of uh, I get my crises is mixed up. But Batman, quote unquote, died, but he actually got sent out through time and yeah. wandered up way in the past. And they did this whole big return of Bruce Wayne arc, and but in the main continuity, it was they just called it Batman Reborn. Yeah. And Dick Grayson reluctantly had to take the mantle of the bat again. Yeah. And in doing so said alright fine <clears throat> I know this is kind of like my I'm the chosen one I have to do this but I'm going to do things differently and he, he established like a whole uh, new bat cave in a different location in the city yeah like, I think they called it the in detective comics they, they call their little meeting place the belfry but this is like the bunker or something like that but all I mean all of that stuff is good because Dick Grayson as Batman is like Batman but with a little more of a sense of humor yeah so you get a little more like funny moments and stuff that you you do get with Batman but not very often because he's just always serious and brooding but yeah I'd be fine with that just I mean put Dick Grayson in there I mean Christ's sakes Alfred has that been, would be an easy way to Alfred's been it. Batman you know not very well but he's been Batman that wasn't well but at the same time what I don't I'm think in main at, continuity he was actually Batman right but what I'm I think what I'm he, uh, put on the Batman suit to trick some people yeah, or something but, like that. But what I'm getting at on that is if they reboot Batman and Ben Affleck's done and he goes away, please keep Jeremy Irons because I love him as Alfred. That's what I'm saying, man. There's so many elements even in the Batman world that are working. And in the the Superman world as well. I hate to say it, but I've said it before, but I hate to say it, but I will say it again. I'm not a big Marvel comic reader. I love DC Comics. But Marvel movies, I have watched every one of those multiple times, and Marvel has their shit together. Oh, yeah. DC... I've said that on here many times. Yeah, DC needs to get their head out of their ass when it comes to that. But, again... I think if you swapped the situation with the 
the the box office attendance and the the backlash from the general public i think the marvel universe would be different oh yeah again you know i think you would have lost iron man by now well true because he was looking for the door like i was hearing that in rumors and interviews but but the marvel universe was making so much money they were like uh here's a bunch of money right like throw it out there at you it's like they have more I hate to say that money is the be all end all but I mean there's Hollywood security in money yeah that's Hollywood for you so anyway that was kind of my list of of things that you could do I enjoyed it I thought you did a really good job ways on that you list. could handle this um, I think the worst way to handle it is to reboot everything and to a- start over absolutely that would suck because you would leave behind so many good working elements of this thing they have got to get it together come on now fingers crossed and I, I don't know it's weird because you don't really see this problem in what I'm going to call the Arrowverse because all the DC shows kind of intertwine with the Arrow show. Right. And you don't hear about, like, Steve Amell going, like, eh, after season one, like, I'm probably going to have to hang it up and go do something else. Like, there's something about, like, when Hollywood gets a hold of stuff and you have, like, these A-list actors or they get A-listed because of a role, things start to get weird and trippy. They get, I don't know, they get offered other stuff and then they have bargaining power and I'm sure they have, like, a ton of attorneys and and handlers, publicists, yeah. and I don't know. It gets it gets weird, but for some reason you don't see that happen in the DC TV. Yeah. You don't see the kid playing Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Like, fussing about money. Or, or threatening to leave the franchise. Or, you know, they're just happy to be there. It's, yeah. It feels like... I mean, it's, I a respect, totally wrong. it's a respect it, thing. It feels like they're just happy... To be playing such an icon- iconic character, but it's there's been times that it worked casting an A-lister. I mean, look look at Michael Keaton. I just will say this: if DC does do the Flashpoint movie, I know a guy that would be perfect for the role of Superman. See what I'm doing here? Yeah, you point to yourself. Anorexic Superman? Yeah, um, I could fix that. Even though he was anorexic, I don't think he was bald. Well, I mean, Henry like you Cavill, could be, you could Henry be Cavill had a mustache Thor. in the last movie. They can CGI your hair. Can <laughs> don't let DC CGI your hair, though. That's one thing Marvel has on DC dead to rights is the CGI. Yeah. Let the Marvel studio guy CGI your hair for the Bat- for the I mean, excuse me, the Superman cameo you do is anorexic <laughs> superman that would be he could awesome. even do they could even do the curl yep there you go but if the guy that did steppenwolf does your hair cgi i would look like a garbage pail you'd be better off as, with a wig <laughs> all right man let's wrap this up like i said this is this is going to be a two-hour show if we're lucky I don't mind it but i didn't want to i didn't want to talk superman without the superman man of the podcast well, I appreciate that. So, your overall take is that you're hopeful that Cavill will remain. 
I can't say one way or the other because of the fact that, I mean, I don't believe everything I read on the internet, but at the same time, his reaction, I'm hopeful that maybe he's renegotiated and it's just not been broadcast I mean, whether yet. he's threatening to hang up the boots or not, he's still got one more appearance. He's going to have to do it. I, yeah. I guess he's going to have to do. If contracts work the same way in Hollywood as they do in the real world, he's going to have to be Superman well, the only reason he more. Did, the only reason he didn't get to do the Shazam was a, a conflict of scheduling. But I'm glad of that because I would rather see him in a whole feature movie, whether it be Justice League 2 or Man of Steel 2. One of those two is going to have to happen. I don't want to see him use up his role in Justice a cameo. Justice League 2 is going to be a long, long, long way away. Oh, yeah. They've still got too many story movies to do. Because they wanted Justice League to be their Avengers, and it wasn't because they didn't build the Justice League like Marvel built the Avengers. And because it didn't make a billion, billion dollars, it's not even being talked about right now. Right. Which is sad. I mean, and we're the ones that pay the price, the fans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I keep saying DC needs to get their stuff together. I mean, Maybe this is a us. chance to reorganize and do some shit right, you know? Maybe. i tell you what we could do. We could put Chuck Dixon in there and get him Man, writing Chuck on Dixon this. could write a screenplay for any of the uh, scenarios we talked about. Exactly. And knock it out of the park one-handed. Exactly. With his non-dominant hand, without a bat, he could take an Oscar Mayer wiener in his non-dominant hand and knock it out of the park through the windshield of the, f- the president of Marvel's Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> That's what needs to happen. There's no better way to end the segment than that. All right, before we start this uh, outro, <laughs> um, I was editing today, and you know how we talked about, uh, you brought up Joe Chill was in uh, Batman uh, Begins? Yeah. The guy that played Joe Chill in Batman Begins, Richard Brake, was also the Night King in Game of Thrones. No way. Joe Chill. Chill. Joe Chill. Darth Maul Frost. Yeah. Another thing I found out that's interesting is there's two. They changed the actor that plays the Night King. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it's hard to tell. There's a lot of makeup. There's a lot. But if you see them side by side, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's a different guy. Probably because there's two guys standing beside each other. (laughs) Two different guys. (laughs) Two different people. Yeah. Oh, and another thing is kind of kind of a correction. When I was doing my rant about uh, the Adam, yeah, Adam, the character, yeah, I said that he came out way before uh, Ant Man. He did come out before Ant Man, but it was only a year. I was thinking about another character, but still, my point remains. I mean, that's kind he, of he how Marvel first. works, isn't it? No, it, like uh, Adam did come out first, but it was only a year. And I made it sound like it was a lot more than a year. And I know there's a lot of, you know, right comic book people that listen to this and go, mm, man. Yeah, fact-checking oh, you. I'm not one of them. 
Really? Say, I'm not. What gave that away? I have no idea. I don't know. Probably me saying I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good way to give it's it pretty away. Pretty good way. Uh, it's, it's either that or the fact that you just like get. When we go start ahead and tell about us it. what your. Oh yeah, you, what you want to tell us. You had something you wanted to say All right, for our podcast, and this is the this it's is the, the place st- to say things. It's the long version. Do it. It's the long version. All right. Well, I was gonna kind of give it. It's the. The last if you're going to do the Stallone version, you better give us a thousand yard stare. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Rocky. It's um, uh, next week is the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. So I watched. Uh, of course, I worked last night, so I had to watch this episode this morning. And uh, I've been wanting to talk about it, but I was want to get to the the building, the end point of it. Which so is, is this spoilery, or I mean, should we? Yell Fear the Walking Dead. Does anybody watch it? I don't. Yeah, and it happened last night, so it's it's already passed. So I'm just not a spoiler. If it's already passed, it's not a spoiler. If I tell you before it happens, it's a spoiler. Wow! It's not my fault. You didn't watch. It. I worked last night. Most approach to spoilers, but I I kind of like it. I it's worked good. last night, and it's I've not, seen the episode. So what you're saying is it's not your fault that the rest of the world hadn't caught up. Exactly. Right. Well, but this season they introduced new a bunch of new characters on Fear the Walking Dead, and they transition between. Fear and Walking Dead, like there's no there's no gap. So I figure I wanted to get this in before Walking Dead starts. What do you mean? The season finale. The, the, like, the season finale of like in real time. See, yeah, season okay, finale of Walk, okay. Fear the Walking Dead is next weekend, and the next weekend is Walking Dead. So it's there's no gap. Well, uh, they introduced new characters in this season of Fear, and one of the guys kind of hit close to home with us. Because they captured him, because he's he makes beer, oh, and they what? so they caught him only because he's cause, an alchemist. Because he's an asshole, and but he makes good beer. And yeah. one of the Al, characters, Al, and they Al, said, uh, "He's like, you make good beer. We're gonna you you got to show us how to make this beer." And that's the thing. He don't tell them how to make the beer. He's got some, but he don't tell them how to make it. So they're like kind of protecting him because he has this secret. Well, they got to keep him alive. They keep they him alive where they know how to make the beer. So the Fear of the Walking Dead has their own Kim Coleman. Exactly. I guess so. Well, now, because Kim. damn bell. Yeah. But, uh. There it is. Well, he got bit last week. So he, oh. he died this week. But <laughs> this is where I'm getting to. I've been struggling to figure out what kind of beer to make next. I didn't know what beer to make next. We missed out on Oktoberfest. We missed that. You know, I asked Mark. He's like, anything with hops and just add more. I asked Kelly. He's like, just take out all the hops. And Jeremy's like, <laughs> just as long as it's got alcohol in it. I don't, he's paraphrasing. I don't, that's I don't, I don't yeah. care. That's very true. But uh, they've been talking about this guy's beer this entire episode, this entire season for the most part. And he's told a a kind of a recipe for beer. He figured out the ingredients. He had he, he had a he had a a a grist a a a gr- he had a grain bill, he had the hop schedule, he had the fermentation. So we're gonna make the Fear the Walking Dead beer Can is the next beer we're gonna make. Wood? No, we're gonna call it Beer the Walking Dead. Did you say Beer the Walking Dead? <laughs> yeah. Beer the Walking Dead. I did. Freaking so see what you did there. <laughs> And I like that. But it, he t- I say, I was like, oh, are my you, Lord. Are you a punter? We're making that beer. beer we're gonna, we got him. I don't know if it's going to be worth a crap or not. But, uh, Do you know, does everybody know what we called our last IPA? 
No. Uh, no, no, we didn't. I don't think we put that out there. It was just a boxer exclusive. Raptor piss. Raptor piss, and it is. It is good. It, uh, it is a one glass beer, small. Yeah. You give you a buzz. Won't you don't it? drink two of them. What's yeah. that Raptor piss? Huh? How much of it do you need? Uh, uh, you need a eight ounce glass. It's and that is it. That is it. That is it. So that's what you wanted to. That's tell what us I want to tell you. They put out a recipe on Fear the Walking Dead, and I'm gonna yeah, we're gonna make that beer. Well, what I wanted it to might tell taste like crap. I don't know. It's way cooler than what you wanted to tell everybody. What's cooler? No, what you wanted to tell everybody was way cooler. Oh, was it okay? Because I was gonna talk about Batman's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the. Not that I want to, but it's out there. Quite literally. The Batawang. Is that the Batawang. Thing? The Batawang. The Batawang. Uh, no, I walked in here the other night, uh, Friday. I walk out here and Germ's reading a comic book. I was like, oh, you got Batman damned. Uh, I was like, they got that on my pull list. <laughs> Batman damn. What's the name of it? Batman, Batman, Batman damned. Batman damned. Batman damned. Batman damned. What is long? Oh, yeah. Oh Lord, it's gonna. And be, I know we it, try to keep this podcast PG thirteen, but this is the it, outro. It's beep 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 beep. Well, it's not like it's not gonna end. They won't play. Uh, they won't play st- stuff on TV until late at night, you, where all the good people go to bed. By the outro, nobody's listening. <laughs> you let us say whatever we want, right? Yeah. I walked in tonight and there was shots on the bar, so it's your fault. You're welcome. He I poured mean, them. So anyway, I walk in and Germ's reading the book, and I'm like, "Oh, you got, you got damned today." He's like, "Yeah." It's like, "Is it good?" He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty good so far." And A couple weeks later, he's like, "Well, <laughs> there's Batman's penis." I was like, "What? No." He's like, "Yeah, look." And of course, my dumbass looked because I thought he was lying, and so he showed me. And I was like, "Yep, that's Batman's penis." And here's the funny part. You know, you you gotta know that at, at the 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 office of DC headquarters, <laughs> there was a production meeting where a guy walked in and said, "Hey guys, hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's hanging to the right today. <laughs> hey, hey, very much so. Hear me out, guys. I brought my artist with me. He's got a few renderings. <laughs> Let's pull out the push pin board and hang up some pictures and." Uh, Here's my pitch. Here's <laughs> your pitch. Penis. <laughs> and you know what's so bad about it is I kept reading, and in more than one scene, you can see the Batwing. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. But, like, did they have, like, samples I don't want to pay of different, like, sizes yeah, and no different, idea. like, okay, this is Batman. It needs to be above average, but it can't be impractical. He has to fight crime. That's <laughs> Right. We could do without the justice tattoo on it. Y'all can take <laughs> yeah. that off. But at, yeah. the same, at the same time, though. <laughs> the Justice League kicks the Temple of Doom's ass. At the, at, <laughs> it's a tattoo. At, at the same time, though. Only when it he's was, excited. It was weird. When he's got it, just says JLA. It was weird because you saw the full frontal, and then you saw another partial side frontal view, and then you saw an overhead view of him sitting butt ass naked in a chair. And it's like, where's Alfred at this point? Like, well, Alfred right, let me ask you this. You've read the book. I haven't. Yeah. At, at what point, no pun intended, <laughs> does the penis come up? Like, <laughs> how do they work that into the story? 
Because I've heard it's a really good story. It's a really good story, and he's he's injured, like from the very beginning of the story. Not where it counts. <laughs> did he so like? Did he, he basically he gets back <laughs> to the Batmobile, and then he gets back to the Batcave, and as soon as he jumps out of the Batcave, his suit's all like mangled and stuff, and he just drops trout, and he's walking through naked. So for anybody that needs to know, he does not wear. Haynes beefy briefs or nothing so underneath That's just it. unpractical because that suit looks like it might chafe. Uh, yeah. Right? Probably, yeah. yeah. you got to have some protective He might have a built-in liner. Well, that's true. Yeah. He He's have a, a billionaire. Yeah. He's hey. probably got, like, Kevlar down here, too. Stitching some liner in there. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get that. Let's just get it. The only thing I can say about the next issue is I've seen the cover to it, and it's got Harley Quinn on it. Uh-oh. So yeah, there better be some. I bet she's totally down with the clown. <laughs> <laughs> down with the clown. There you go. We're, oh no, we're gonna see the Joker's penis. Too. <laughs> What's oh. worse? The Joker's penis. It's got a smiley face on it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine in 1940 Woo. whatever when they first came out with Batman? Was it 1941? 41. I'm sad. I didn't know that. Or remember. Well, I mean, I'm drunk, so. 39 was Superman. 41 was Batman. So, when Batman came out in 41, do you think they were, you know, had the conversation? How long will it take for his penis to make its debut? I highly doubt it. <laughs> At that point, I <laughs> yeah. think they were. You think it'll be 2010, yeah. 2015? Yeah. I think in, in 1941, they were trying to That's figure the, out how high his yeah. underwear should be. Yeah, it was. No. He they went didn't. from wearing his underwear on the outside of his pants to right. no underwear and no yeah, pants. And then no pants. Yeah. <laughs> the evolution of comics. The evolution. What's next? I don't want to know. I don't Not know. Yet. I want to find out like everybody else. I was surprised <laughs> enough. The, the, the sad thing is I'm afraid the penis is like eclipsed the... <laughs> Wow. I didn't have to finish that sentence. Yeah, you can't even funny. finish that sentence. It eclipses the fact that I, I heard that's a really good comic book. I mean, you is. read it. Yeah, it's amazing. No. I mean, it's it's probably one of my top ten favorites now. <laughs> Not because of the back, <laughs> but because of the storyline. I could have done without some of the artwork. Yeah. I can say that's the first for me. You know, we've, had, we've, seen, we've seen the debut of a lot of characters in Batman comics, but this is the first... Member, <laughs> that will stand the test of time. Right. I mean, it's the first. Well, you do member. a lot of cosplay stuff. Have you thought about maybe like you give me shit about the bot, the, maybe, the, the cod pieces on some of my. Uh, stuff. Well, now that this now that I, it's made his debut, I, are you gonna? I, I mean, are, are people gonna cosplay Batman's penis? I think you need to throw in a Batman doolally in there. It's going to put it on That's in the there. Funniest word for penis I've ever heard, doolally. We just spent way more time talking about wieners on this show than I ever thought we would. And it wasn't my idea. That's all I got. It say. wasn't mine. It was yeah, DC. Yeah. You're the Batman guy. You're I all, didn't ask you're for all this. Batman. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> he started I wanted it. good stories. I wanted new characters being introduced. Again, I did not want penis. Again, it was. Never once did I ask for hey, that. The, uh, it was a good story, though. The, uh, I heard the comic book went up in value. Yeah. That's what I'm here Because they're pulling them off the shelf and like redoing them. Yeah, oh, I was waiting for a punchline. No, really. I thought you had like something no. for that. No, they're doing an edited version. The guy, they get, they're doing an edited version. The guy at work bought, he bought them and uh, 
now that they poured them. So what's going to be worth more, the penis or the, the, penis. the penis? Yeah, it's kind of like to open up and say, ah, poison album all over again. I've got that one. Yeah. Uh, I've got the original. said it that way. Open up and say, oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's officially move on to something else. Please. <laughs> You're going to have to edit all of this. Uh, there's going to be a, a lot, but again, this is like Skinamax. It's late at night. The good people are going to bed. Yeah. The people that are Everybody still listening are like messages. people that are as bad as we are. <laughs> Maybe not quite as bad. Hey, Tony. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. I was laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> he t- he come up to me about it. He said, you need to tell them to talk about this. Tell them to talk about the penis. He says. He t- and he, he's got like, what did you say, 13 copies of I <laughs> <laughs> see. That, Germ said that, Tony. Are you stopping? That's, that's how you need to slap. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Because <laughs> if they're going to ban it and you got 13 copies. Right. Yeah. Right. It's going to go up in value. How would you get that bad boy graded, though? Not the penis, but the. <laughs> the book. I don't know. It's C- like CGC because it's not a normal. <laughs> it's not a normal size comic. What? Normal size. Yeah, it's lower. What's the gross? What's the comparison to that? I don't know. It literally is almost like an eight by ten. It's almost like a magazine. Oh, is it? Oh, I have no it's, idea. It's huge. <laughs> that's what Catwoman said <laughs> whoa lord that's not why she left him at the altar spoiler alert anyway we, we seriously need to talk about something else um, I, I'm willing to accept any conversation at this point before we close out like I don't want to end on penis okay so let's talk about Saturday that's a good idea it's really good it's coming up <laughs> I can't even do it again. I can't. Again, it goes back to the bat penis. I didn't say that. I didn't you say giggled that. like a little schoolboy. I was laughing at something else. <laughs> it's this Saturday is going to be awesome. Y'all need to come hang out with us. God knows Batman's hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the last one. I promise. No, it's not. Doing, you just lied right there in front of everybody. everybody. You just lied. They know I lie. They're, they're totally no, normal with it. What are you looking forward to, Anthony? Saturday? Yeah, I really don't know what to expect. I don't know. Because this is kind of new. Because we don't really yeah, know what to do. This. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we don't know who people's going to... I mean, I told, like... I went and bought a Laura Red Bull today and told somebody at the store. Uh, yeah, it's so like... Like, hey, come to the comic book store. And they was like, we got a comic book store? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. So, um... I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen. I don't know what this, this is going to sell out. What's happened for the next events like this in the future? So this yeah. is setting the stage. This might be the start of something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to Saturday. What, what are you looking forward to? I'm like Anthony. Like I, I don't know what to expect. We've never like we've done appearances. Obviously, we've done the cons. This is like a extravaganza. This is it's just a, like a it's a new ball game. So it's, yeah, it's it's totally the, different. we've never done anything like this before. Right. Not even close. So I'm I'm just super excited about it. I have no idea. Sky's the limit. It's not gonna suck. That's for damn sure. Right. Um, it's gonna be awesome either way. We should do like a Facebook live. Oh yeah, we well we got to. We're doing the 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 prize no, packages. Are he's right wanting to do like right now, right now, right now, like now. In, inviting everybody out. Because this won't come out till Wednesday, right? No, I'm going to put this out tomorrow. Tomorrow? Okay. 
Yeah, but we still need. You know what's funny? Like this podcast, this episode was recorded over so many days. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what we talked about at the on the round the bar thing. Yeah, because I wasn't here. Sean oh, the round the bar was. Stuff. We done the. Uh, Sean yeah. said nerd stuff. We done your your interview and Kellogg's interview. Yeah. We talked about. Have uh, you done yours yet? It's gonna be fun to listen to because I don't remember. We talked about the uh, new Halloween. Did we talk about Halloween movies coming out? Yeah. Shh. La la la! Don't spoil it for me. I want to hear it. <laughs> I wasn't here. I don't remember if I said this or not, but you remember last year for October we told everybody to give us their top ten horror horror movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm thinking this year. Your top ten horror movie sequels. It has to be at least a two, see, uh, three, four, five, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a lot of movies that are like really good, and then the sequel sucked. Yeah. So this really like narrows it down. This is a focus group thing. So you so, want them to call in and do it on the voicemail or so. email or voicemail? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Last right. year we had a lot of people email their list in. It's just yeah. easier, I think, to type it out. But yeah, your list of horror movie sequels. That's a little harder. Oh well, yeah, it's gonna be harder. It's gonna be harder. This is, it's a year later, man. It's gotta yeah. get harder. It's gotta get harder. Yeah, I mean, you gotta up your game, just like we have to up our game. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I get my, I'm going over my list in my head. Like nobody's gonna put Halloween three in this list. Nobody oh. is gonna put Halloween. Nobody. 3. I think a remake would count I in love this that. list. Would it? Because it's... I think it's a totally... It's not the original. I think it's a totally different topic, though. Instead of a sequel. Well, we can't do a list of top ten remakes because I don't think there's enough of them. Oh, now, yeah. That would be really There's hard. a lot. That's the bonus. There's a lot of remakes. There's okay. a lot. Okay. This is what we do. Top ten favorite horror movie sequels. Uh-huh. And for the bonus round, your favorite horror movie remakes. No, that's... Uh-huh. Yeah. You just and for the, the ante, then. And whoever has the best list wins... Something. Yeah, I think the top three, like Jason, Halloween, Jason, Michael Myers, and Freddy, all have been remade. Yeah. So, I mean, that's three there. All right, we need to sign off. We're probably at four hours and 17. 65 minutes. I think there's something we need to say. Uh, Call the hotline. Enter to win a contest. Do it. Tell them your team candy corn. Don't do that. <laughs> you will lose you automatically. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Real Pop Culture, episode 99. We're broadcasting live. I say I already lied. This is nowhere near live. From high right. top, the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. See you later, bye. You ain't wrong already. You're supposed to go to last, Hoss. I go last? <laughs> yeah, we've already established <laughs> that, yeah. Well, nobody said anything. Yeah. <laughs> We done it last time. You, you go first. I go you second. point at us. Yeah. Um, you go all first. right, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode ninety nine of Real Pop Culture. We are broadcasting live from high atop the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. See you later, bye. Love you, bye. No, it's no. You say love you, me, and I say love you. I always bye. say love you, me. You don't have two. You don't have buys back to back. You got. I say love you, mean. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Booyah! Okay, we well, gotta go last <laughs> in. You jump. One more take. I don't want to do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I'm using the bell this time. <laughs> oh, use it. Use it.
Thank you for listening to episode 99 of Real Pop Culture. We're broadcasting live from high atop the first and only floor of the Kill J headquarters at the Kill J Ranch. See you later, bye. Love you, mean it. Love you, bye. <laughs> I don't like it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's